Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the opening kickoff podcast. We are back and better than ever. We're back from our hibernation. We're, we're ready to roll. First thing I'll say, if you missed any of our previous shows, you can find them on SoundCloud or iTunes. I suggest going and finding our interview that we did with Willie Sneed a couple weeks ago. That was a lot of fun. But I'm your host, Dave Steinwettle, joined, as always, by my three co-hosts, seated to my left, Mr. Dan Williams. Start us off. Doing well, doing well. I was just thinking as Dave was doing an introduction, is it time we get some type of song to go at the beginning of this? Is it time we get a beat or an instrumental or something? This is nothing new. We have discussed this. Okay. Like, discussed this do you know somebody that would do it for us is the question. I can look. Rico? I, yeah, I was thinking Rico is <laughs> one, of, one of my beat masters. I can look around, see what the landscape would be like. But I think for our sake, I think it's time. I, I think, think so, time. too. I agree. Our next, vo- our next co-host, Mr. David Miles. David, how's it going? You know, as I went, as I go through the last couple days of school, I, I'm tired. But I came here amped up. Ready to go. Ready to go. Todd Michelson is also with us. Todd, how are you? So Dave, I'm great. I would expect nothing less from you, David. Always bring such high energy. Dan, we missed you. I made 100000 then I freaked it. All right, cool. It's been in my mind all day. That's what I meant to say earlier. There you go. Quick, quick thing, Dan, we missed you at the interview, of yes. course. We know you would have wanted to be there. Definitely a hot point. I know Dave, myself, David, we were grateful for Willie. It was a great interview. Did you listen to him? Yes. thought you guys did a great job. I thought Willie was a great first, I think, as far as far as our show goes. That was a big-time thing for us getting a shoot an NFL player on the show. It was just important for us going forward, and I think Willie did a great job on the show. I would like to be there because I met Willie, his father, and his brother at the Manning Pass Academy this past summer, so I would like to ask him some questions about that, but just was not juice. able to make it. Just so. <laughs> we have probably our favorite guest with us this week. We have another guest Absolutely. that will be joining Absolutely. us a little later who is another favorite of ours. We'll tease that. It's a little surprise for everybody. But K- KP is with us. Kev, how you doing? I got one question, and this is about podcasts in general, not just y'all. First of all, let's go with y'all. Hey, I know. <laughs> so... I don't know why podcasts do the whole tease the guest thing, like the guest isn't in the title. Like, every <laughs> podcast does it. That's, you know, that's we're like, not going to tell you the guest. Like, my we, God, doing, we, we read the title. Well, you know what? I'm not going to put it in the title this week. Because okay, when, we no. when we were doing the Willie Steve, when I was like, I could tease it, but it's going to come up in the description because people are like, oh, who's an NFL player? That's yeah. what you need. Keep a right. reading description before they listen to the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, I would. I would. But <laughs> before, wait, Todd, you haven't talked, have you? You haven't, you haven't introduced you, have you? Yeah, yeah. Briefly. All right. Briefly. Okay, before we get into the nitty-gritty of it, mm-hmm. we haven't had this show since, you know, big news of Philadelphia came. On the court, you know, six was picked up Jimmy Butler. Yes. We want smoke. 
Do you really? Let's start the show. <laughs> Do you really? Okay. I'm, all right. My Celtics don't want smoke with nobody. Right nobody. Now. I don't know what's nobody. going on. I want yeah, okay. all of the smoke. Bro, we lost by 20 to the Mavericks. <laughs> Look, hey, Kev. Like, Luka just gave us a 30-piece. I like. watched that game, and it didn't look anything like last season. You know what All I'm saying is. You know what is? We have the problem. We got too many. It's, we are what we thought the Warriors were going to be at first. We got too many guys. Don't know how to too many cooks minutes, in the kitchen. Don't know. No one's happy with the minutes they're getting. Like, Marcus Smart's coming off the bench and getting a 40 minutes a game. Like, that's just not a win. Is it 40 minutes a game? Roughly. Like, 38, 40, somewhere in that range. All I know is, what have I been saying? The reason why the Sixers want no smoke with Boston. Because you have no answer for Kyrie Irving. You still don't. <laughs> you still we, have don't. A, we have a lot better answer. And in my opinion, I've been saying this for years. I've been Yo, saying it since, it hasn't since we got rid of Iguodala. We need, we need a Spears veteran. Gene Butler is that guy. Question Start for the, the room. Has it even been a week? Since Kimball Walker dropped 60 on Jimmy Head, or yes, uh, okay. it's, been like, it's been almost a month actually. It actually hasn't. Been. All right, it's been, it's, it's been back a to football, Dave. I had to get I had to get off my chest. I'm gonna say this right now. We haven't done the show in a couple weeks, so we, we we've all been very anxious to I get back. I had that pinned up. Get back time. together and do the show. I'm not gonna lie, this might be our best show yet, and we're only four and a half minutes into this taping, but we've been very passionate about a lot of subjects. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Let's start with college football. We're getting to the end of the regular season. Conference championships are this week. As we're taping, they just unveiled the newest college football playoff rankings. The big, no real big surprise. Georgia moved up to the fourth spot. Michigan, after that drumming, got dropped way down. Oklahoma is number five. Ohio State is six. Here is the intriguing thing. Northwestern. Dropped four spots. Did not lose a game, but dropped four spots. Something to keep in mind if Ohio State beats Northwestern. I want your guys' reaction. How do you think this will play out? I, th- I think the committee got it right in placing each team in their correct order, putting Oklahoma ahead of Ohio State. You can't overlook the fact that Ohio State lost to Purdue by 29 points. That's a fact in their resume. That's just what it is. Right. They didn't just lose. They got thumped. Thumped. Like, mm-hmm. You can't be in the top four and get thumped. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they're doing it correctly in where they're trying to put up as many, as many points as possible and obliterate teams ahead of them to try and make that loss look less, especially what they did with Michigan this weekend. But I think Oklahoma looks like the better resume going forward. Until you watch your defense. No Big 12 teams have defense there. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The big, hold, the big, on, hold on, hold on. Because we do this every year. We talk about the Big 12 lack of defense. It's only the teams with good offense that know they don't care about stopping you. They don't try and stop you. Texas has to play defense. TCU has to play defense but because their offense isn't as good. But they don't. <laughs> they do. They do. I think Texas won this past weekend 24 By default, they end up in shootouts with each other, and then it's what we know is Big the, 12 The good teams do because the good teams have the offense in the Big 12. Yeah. Look, go ahead, Dave. Was the question about Northwestern or was it about Ohio State? How do you I, see this? Because, because yeah. I, I, I see I like the idea of, you know, Ohio State coming in at six. I think that I think that, you know, they're not at six, they're the fourth the fourth spot, right? They're at six. Ohio State's at six. All right. I think that, you know, that loss to Purdue, honestly, in my opinion, ruined that season. What? Just, just Todd and I telepathy. It's, it's, we've been, we've been friends for about two years now. But I swear, I've known him my entire life. <laughs> anyway, but I feel as if that loss to Purdue, like you said, is the one that ruined them, and you can't, uh, you cannot put that behind you. So I think that they got it right. I think that Georgia this week, even if they lose to Alabama, they still have a good chance of getting in. 
I'd agree. I think it's down to Georgia, Alabama, and Oklahoma for that fourth spot because, as we just said with Ohio State, you can't lose that badly. Now, Purdue is not an awful team, but still, you can't lose if, by if 29. Purdue is ranked, I could understand. I, then I could see how they would put that behind them. But since Purdue is Purdue and has had a history of being Purdue, you can't, you can't look, you can't, you can't sit here and say, oh yeah, you get the fourth spot. You know, you got, you know, you got smacked. Like, and, and on top of that, you factor in they didn't overwhelm Nebraska. They didn't overwhelm Maryland a game that they probably should have blown both of those two teams out. They didn't. That's the sort of stuff that they look at. Now, we make fun of Oklahoma, but they probably have the most enjoyable offense to watch in college football. Did you, guys watch, did you guys watch the game last weekend? Of course. Oh, yes. Oh, that was a, that I was, was, a good I was watching the Apple so Cup. So many points. That's, that's <laughs> what? Point. The Apple Cup. Washington, Washington State. State. In the you snow. and your Pac-12 garbage. By the Pac-12 way, how's that? Dark. How's that Pac-12 looking? Look, if, if Washington State would have won, it had a shot. It had a shot. Oh no, because your man's is at QB. I yeah, forgot. I yeah, forgot. But, Dan's got connections everywhere. I forgot. It was a snowy game. Washington's better athletes. Chris Peterson did an outstanding job recruiting up there. And in the snow, it's much harder to throw the ball than it is to run the ball. So that's what happened for the Huskies. That's why they're that's why they're playing Utah this Friday and not Washington State. But that's besides the point. As far as how I see it playing out, I'm with Dan in terms of Oklahoma. I see Alabama in the SEC championship doing what they do. I do think Georgia is the way they match up. Obviously, we saw in the championship game last year. I think they match up the best against them. I don't think Alabama will just blow them out of the water by any means. I think it will be a good game, but they'll eventually pull away their Alabama. This is one of the best Alabama teams led by one of the best quarterbacks they've had in a while. I think Alabama will beat Georgia. David, you look like you want to say something. Go ahead. I feel like we say this about every Alabama quarterback since, you know, their first run with when everybody was like, oh, Alabama's mm-hmm. Alabama. Where we're like, yeah. Nick Alabama. Alabama. Nick Saban got there. That was, that was, Basically that from was, LSU. From, from, from Greg McElroy on forward. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, you, look, you look at the quarterback, you say, wow, this is a really great quarterback. No. And then they go, no. I, I, I haven't, I haven't done that, though. Two, two is different. Two is, They've had formidable well, guys that are do make not a lot of mistakes and are fine. They've had a bunch of Alex Smiths until then. Thank they got, and, they got and, a Patrick Mahomes. And even yeah. even Jalen <laughs> even Jalen was Thank in you. that category of the AJ McCarrons, the Jacob yeah. Cokers. That's where he was. He's a good player. Two, he's a good player. Two is taken and two taken is a superstar. He has that superstar or not potential. He he's is the Heisman. It. He is the Heisman. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely agree because at this uh, point, do you even invite anyone else in New York? <laughs> as talented of a team money. as they are, I think Alabama hasn't relied offensively on their quarterback this much since I don't even know, right? Because two is out there making plays. They still have the run game. They they, still they've don't. never had the chance to do this. Exactly. So, with that being said, Alabama, Clemson, I don't see them being challenged at all by Pitt. Um, and then Notre Dame is uh, – don't even get me started on that. They have to be a lock because they don't play a conference championship game, of course. I do see Oklahoma taking it. I think Oklahoma will beat Texas. I think they're fueled, obviously, from their one loss being against Texas in one of the great games of the season um, early mm-hmm. on. So I do see Oklahoma taking that spot. As far as Ohio State, it's deja vu from last year, except it was Iowa before. They they go on the road at some point, and whether you want to put it on Urban, right, with all the pressure, whether you want to put it on the loss of Bosa, they got trampled by Purdue. It was No matter how much stock you put, it was on national TV. Everybody saw it on the road. They don't deserve to be in almost, I don't want to say solely for that reason, 
but I'm putting Oklahoma win if they both respectively win their conferences. On top of the loss to Purdue, you got to look at that almost loss to Maryland. Oh, absolutely. Because they're two inches inside of a pass away from losing that game. A game against an unranked Maryland team who has no business hanging with you. You should have 50. They should have at most 15. So the fact that that's how the game ended up shaking out. Give us, really give us 20. Give us 20. Nah, nah. <laughs> right. My thing, and another thing is, back to the Alabama point. You know what their closest game was this year? Texas A&M, 45-23. That's a game that Tua got hurt? Two points. What's that the game you got hurt? I'm, not I'm sure. pretty sure that's the game Tua got hurt. It probably is. That's he was, he was hurt multiple times this season. I no, but like, he, he played like a quarter in that game and but even he hurt so, his knee and then it set him up. 22 points. I know we got our resident Georgia fan in the room, but I'm sick of them advertising Alabama. It's low for you, Dave. I'm not watching. I'm not gonna watch Bama beat y'all by 50. Like I'm not. I'm not turning on the TV. I tried with the Mississippi State game, blowout. I tried with the LSU game, blowout. Shut out. Shut out. Both of How you let someone come to your crib and keep you out the end zone? Your end zone. <laughs> oh, no, the, the your worst, end zone. The worst is when um someone tweeted that uh the LSU football team tweeted the video of like the hype video before the game, and then someone from um Alabama quoted it saying, "All oh, cap." <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So really there's very little drama I think in in the right really The yeah. only way there's drama and I don't see it happening is if Clemson loses. They're the only one that would be the most vulnerable because they lose to an okay pit team. I can't see them staying in the college football playoff. Okay. They won't. Not with not with an Oklahoma if, or a high They State. lost by a field goal, they're they're better than Oklahoma. They're still better than Ohio. State. Yeah, if you're sitting right, like Clemson, I would not respect it. They may come down to pit. three. They're they're still still staying in. You want the best four teams in the country. Clemson, no matter what happens this weekend, is one of them by far. I agree, but that would be the one that would get interesting. But yeah, it would. I don't I don't see Pitt. Pitt doesn't have the offense to hang no. with. Trevor Lawrence, which, by the way, give Dabo Sweeney credit. That was a very smart decision at that time in the season to go to Trevor Lawrence because it changed that offense. Look, Kelly Bryant was doing a good job, but Trevor Lawrence yeah, took that next step. Look, I'm going yeah, to put it to you like this. Trevor Lawrence, if it wasn't for Tua, would be the next up-and-coming thing going from college to pros. He is legit. He is going to be a damn good quarterback in the next level. I have a question for you guys. We talk about the top four teams. And this is regarding that team and that's not in the conference, Notre Dame. Now, my friend Terry and I on Twitter, we had a little exchange going back and forth, you know, friendly debate. Y'all love Twitter beef. <laughs> it wasn't even a beef. It was, it was we were talking. It, no, no one was Twitter fans. Anyway, <laughs> but it was just a matter of he was saying that it's not fair for Notre Dame that they, they pretty much have off this week because they don't play anybody. Meanwhile, teams like Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia, you know, every team that's and playing in a conference championship has to win this yeah. week. Now – I my opinion on that when we talked was actually have it harder because any loss for them is over. Right. They don't have a chance to play in the in the conference championship to beat uh, Clemson or Georgia or Oklahoma or even Alabama in a long shot. And he he made the argument that you know it was the other way around as to where they actually have the freedom to schedule whoever they want and they don't have it's up to them to play the soft teams that they do. So I open the floor for you guys. Start with Kev. You have to run the table and beat whoever's ahead of you. It doesn't matter what your schedule is. You have to win. If Notre Dame had one loss, they wouldn't even be in the top seven. 
like one loss keeps them out of these playoffs, we wouldn't even be talking about them no more. In fact, all season long, my, I put myself in this group. We were all like, oh, the Notre Dame flop, Notre Dame flop game is coming. Just wait on it. Just wait on it. And now here they are, twelve and up. It damn near came this past weekend. It did, but it did. That's and to, although and we to, did call it against Stanford, though, because that was the biggie. And then, but then also to that point of their schedule, he also said, look at the past team that they've also put on their schedule. They had, they've had, was it the year, the one year where they had, um, with a linebacker with their imaginary girlfriend? The year that he ran, it was a hoax. It was a hoax. The year that they ran into Alabama in the national championship, he said, look at their schedule that year. That schedule that year was easy. They got, they ran, they ran the table, ran into Alabama in the championship and got smacked. And I said, you can't say it this year. Look at their schedule this year. He said, Look at the same. You could say the same thing that year. In a world where Ohio State is losing to 29 by Purdue, it doesn't matter who you play. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. If you go undefeated, you have to be in. Kev, you can't tell me you don't believe they're going to lose by three touchdowns in in, in the playoffs. Oh, I do believe that. Okay, but that's not so, the point. So, all right, regardless of, regardless of the schedule, I think Oklahoma's going to lose by three touchdowns. There's the no way in hell. Um, I promise you, they are. Regardless of the schedule, or we get this point where the committee should be putting in the most qualified four teams, the teams who best deserving. I don't believe I don't believe in that because I know when it comes down to it, that game's not going to be as good as the other game. Whoever that four seed is, whether it's Ohio State, Oklahoma, or Georgia, they're going to give a better game to Alabama than Clemson is going to have with Notre Dame. We know that. We know that right Do now. Do we though? Yes. Do yes. We? we saw it last year. Oklahoma went toe to toe with Georgia, an SEC team who was damn close, this close, a two of, had- a two a miracle in the fourth quarter to get to get to the overtime. It's because they had that man number six back then. And Kyler Murray ain't like that? No. <laughs> disrespect. He's not number six. Different point. Different point. He's but not disrespect. Number six. I'm not going to lie. He's, he's no Mayfield. But my point with Notre Dame player. had a damn good one at that. He's an Oakland. Notre Dame, they, they just struggle with USC, a team who a week before lost to my Bruins. My Bruins had a lead in the full quarter and lost. And they're trash. And we're three and nine. So we're struggling. So we're they're trash. Them. We're, Texas is ranked 14th. They're nine and three. That's how Oklahoma's lost. Are we gonna put them? I personally, them I personally would rather see if Ohio State and Oklahoma both from this weekend. I'd rather see them in a college football playoff than Notre Dame. We watched Ohio State barely beat Maryland. Like, I understand. Let me throw out a, a take here with Notre Dame. Notre Dame joined the ACC in basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And now they've kind of become more formidable, right? We kind of respect them more. Would you? Just a question. Would you guys respect Notre Dame and their resume more? If they joined, they would they would have they would have to play Clemson at some point in time this season. So, so yes, you would, right. yes. Clemson and Florida. State I think I think year, yeah. I think them yeah. joining any conference would. I see where it could benefit them as far as you played right. good. You played. I think teams. that makes the most sense. It, it makes it's, more it's, sense, yeah. but in the concept of their tradition, it you can't do yeah. you can't join a conference and play the teams that you want to play. But well, that's like saying yeah. that's like saying Pitt and Penn State didn't play together for years and they're next to each other. So you got to put that aside at some point. And that's where that's where it comes to that. They all like look at that back. They don't care about their money. Yeah. That's my opinion. All right, so let's talk about the team that got demolished by Ohio State on Saturday. Todd's final four pick. Don't don't worry. I I got two bad ones. We got a couple. I was going to say that for a couple weeks, but we got a couple of those. Might as well well fire off all of our final fours then, Dan. All right, might as well. Um, Start with Todd, Bama, Georgia, the great. Florida State Seminoles and Michigan don't, Wolverines. Don't, don't, don't. You got a chance for two. We'll see. You got a chance for two. 50%. Yeah. Dave Steinwettle, Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and the Michigan State Spartans. Wait, you didn't put Bama in? No, he didn't. No, because I, I thought I Bama would lose anything. again. I have the 
Florida. Uh, I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> Myself. Michigan State does not. Look I am good. not. I am not above any type of criticism here. With the dip. Wisconsin. Folded. Oh, Auburn. Auburn. Folded. I got a shot with Clemson and Bama here. Folded like a lawn chair. Badly. Badly. I don't know. I don't know. David, you're not you're not uh, free of any of any of any of this. <laughs> None of us are. None of us are. You picked USC. Okay. Oh. Wisconsin. They're Wait. not getting it. And Miami. Oh. The U. It's oh. all about the U. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You cannot sit here and say the U was not looking nice in the middle <laughs> last year though. No, no, I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I can I say mean, that. No, I can't. Hey, wait, so I'm I'm, 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 I'm You got you got one you got one shot. The rest of us have about two shots. You only got one. You know what? I, I had the chance for three. And but, but 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 myself and Todd and David all had Bama winning it all, so that still was Pretty close, close to happening. Called Bama winning a national championship. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave has Clemson. Dave has Clemson. So I give him a shot there. And I will give my man David Miles credit. He said whoever starts at quarterback for Bama is going to win the Heisman. That was a good take. That's a very vague. Good take. Very, 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 I don't know who that's fair. No, no, no. no, no you got to say my reasoning why. You have to say my reasoning why. My reasoning why was that if you could win that quarterback spot as tight as that, as tight as the race that was, you have enough to make it. And look where look where it got me. Look where it got them. Not yeah, me. and typically you're not going to look at a quarterback at Alabama. Maybe Mark Ingram, maybe a running back, but not a quarterback, typically. So let's talk about Jim Harbaugh. That's now four losses to Ohio State since he's been he's been. Not just four man. losses, Dave. How many, how, many, how many wins? How many years how many, has he been? How many wins? Zero. Appreciate it. What is Jim Harbaugh's legacy now when you look at it? Todd, go ahead. He can't win the big one. I mean, that that's at the end of the day, he came to came to do a lot of things, right? Because he it, to make Michigan a winner. But how do you do that? Aside from everything else, it's just the nature of college sports, right? Basketball, but especially football, because you got twelve games. You have your rivalry game to beat Ohio State. That's just I have one of my uh, buddies who just graduated from Michigan. He's a diehard Michigan fan. I mean. If you asked him, would you rather be, you know, like nine and three, lose to Ohio State, or barely win a game, but be, you know what I'm getting at? That Ohio State game's huge. He can't win the big one. Um, we remember the Michigan, Michigan State, absolutely one of the craziest endings to a game. You know, we we remember how that ended. So I don't want to sit here and say choke artist. He's a good football coach, but somebody who is a good coach that got paid the big bucks that just simply can't deliver. I don't really know what else to say. They're, they're as talented as they've been in a long time between Rashawn Gary, between Bush, between having Shea Patterson at quarterback, who not that he's great, but he's the most talented guy they've had at the position in a while. He can't win the big one. That, that's all I can really say about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Jim Harbaugh needs to go back to the NFL. He's trying to run a pro-style offense in college football that it, it just doesn't work anymore. You can't be as run-dependent with with a lack of good quarterback play, you can get away with it in the NFL. Some teams did. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. It is not a winning formula in college football anymore. And he's trying to win old school. Run the ball, play good defense. Well, you're facing a lot of teams, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan State, years where these teams have high-powered offenses. It isn't working. It is easier to game plan against Michigan because for some reason, Jim Harbaugh can't get quarterbacks to make that offense even more dangerous. 
Every year, it's the same thing. They win games running the football and with defense. That works in the pros. It doesn't work in college football because college football relies so much on explosive offense. Look at Ohio State. How many big plays did they have Saturday? Look at Alabama. That's why what Alabama is doing this year is so impressive. They get explosive passing plays, and Michigan just doesn't have it. They haven't had it, and to be honest – I'm not sure they're going to have it under Jim Harbaugh. My thing is, Dave, you hit on two things I think are the most important thing about his legacy. He's supposed to be a quarterback guru. Name one Michigan quarterback in the past four years that even was a third-round prospect. Exactly. Has he he had a quarterback go into the draft? I don't think – I don't believe – I'm not going to say he hasn't had one go, period, but definitely not in the first three rounds. I don't think he's had a career. Get our Google guy on that. He's been been there for years. UCLA right now. (laughs) Right. So he's taking sec- valuable snaps with DTR right now. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> See how that's going. Secondly, he can't leave Michigan until he wins a big one. Like he can't just go back to NFL now and take four straight L's to Ohio State. That's a terrible legacy. You have to win at least one first. And you can't be a overtime win by three. No, you got something. Like you gotta put a Purdue on. Like it has to be something that serious. And I think that will determine how his legacy is, how he leaves, and whether he gets that quarterback developed or not. Because so far, he's 0-4. His only quarterback that went to the draft was a sixth-round draft pick. Plays for the Detroit Lions. Jake uh, Rudock. Yes, look at him right now. Yeah. See, I wanted to say fifth-round pick, but I didn't want to get that bold. <laughs> That's a hot take right there. But he didn't have Devin Gardner? No. No. Gardner was before. Was before. Same with Denard Robinson. Uh, uh, he, yeah, was, he was yeah, in the pros yeah, at that point. 15, 15. All right, so when you look at legacies, you know, you look at their win and loss column, he hasn't had a losing season at Michigan. Like, look at it that way. Michigan turned that program around. So as far as his total legacy at Michigan, it's got to be pretty good. But when it comes to, you know, saving jobs, you're not lo- you're not beating that top, top priority. Like, you know how you have, like, a checklist – when you go into the season, like Dan, our checklist is to beat DelVal. This checklist is to beat Ohio State. He's not done that. I don't, uh, You said, Kev, I, you can't get rid of him. You can't get rid of him without that because he's also done so much for your program as far as get it out there, change the image, make it look like everybody's having fun there. Like that's a, Make it a place that people want to go, but yet I give him about two more losses to Ohio State and he's out of there. And that's the sad part because he still has winning seasons. They still made bowl games. They still been in playoff contention, and the fact that he's gonna get, they're gonna get him out of there because of that is sad. But it's gonna happen. That's how it is in the world. And the the thing with college football too, when a new coach comes in, this is kind of how I see the process, so to speak. Is the first year you're not playing with your guys that you recruited. And to that point, this first season with Michigan, he went ten and three. Yeah. How do you take over a team and go 10-3, 10-3, 8-5, 10-2, probably 10-3? And you're coaching somebody else's guy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can't like, – it sucks. He's that a good coach. It sucks, that, coach. it sucks that at some point they're going to get rid of him because he can't beat Ohio State. Simply put, big games. We'll, 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 throw, we'll throw Michigan State in there as well. He's 0-4 against Ohio State, 2-2 two and two against Michigan State, and 1-2 and two in bowl games. That's not getting it done on a national stage. That's what he will be known for. It's his lack of ability to get wins on the big stage. And the beatdown against Penn State actually gave you promise. Wait, maybe this is the year, but they fold. So then if you are an AD or someone in charge of a football team, higher up than the head coach, how long, how much long, what is your window of, okay, this is your time that I can put you on, like, the hot seat? Because, yeah, I think he's, he got that four years ago. 
So he's just now starting to get his own recruits going through the I, system. I think so. How long for Michigan to not fall back into the middling masses that are the Maybe Minnesotas and the different teams like that? I think you have to keep him around and give him more time. But there is a there is a clock ticking. He's got at least two more years to figure out a way to beat Ohio State. I don't think I don't even think there's a clock. The college hot seat is different than the NFL hot seat. NFL at certain clock, at certain places. Yeah, I think NFL, NFL hot seat starts the second the year after the year after your first year. Like the NFL hot seat is these years with Michigan where he's going ten and two, ten and three, and losing the bowl game. That's getting you fired in the NFL. Yeah. If you're going, if you're getting to the playoffs, you a three seed and you losing the first round every year. You're not. Or not even game. making the playoffs exactly. consistently. You're not going to be there very long. In college, I'll take ten wins. I'll take, I'll take 10. I'll take the Peach Bowl. Yeah. I'll take the Peach Bowl. I mean, the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Because, I mean, and look at it, look at it as far as, like, Joe Paterno. Plus The Grass Gorilla Bowl I mean, look at, it, look at it as far as, you know, Penn State and how long Joe Paterno was there. Joe Paterno won how many championships? And he was there for how many years? And, like you know. 100? Exactly. So That's a piece of Joe Paterno. And, and it sucks that, you know, what all happened around that. But you, I'm talking the straight, yeah, straight sports. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop that bomb. I'm gonna, it's straight sports though. You gotta think. Jim is doing great. He needs to just relax. You're doing great. Don't let other people think you're in the hot seat, because you know when you're gonna be in the hot seat, especially in Michigan. So last college football topic, and then we're gonna take a quick break. The Maryland coaching gig. Matt Canada, the interim head coach. If you don't know what happened with the Maryland situation by now. Why are you listening to the show in all honesty? Like, come on. But that's beside the point. Matt Canada led the team to 5-7. and seven. They're looking for a new coach next year. I feel very strongly one way. Todd feels very strongly another way. I don't know how the other three feel. I, Todd. I'm going to let you rock on this one. I'm going to say this. I believe Matt Canada deserves the job. I think after everything that Maryland put him through, and so much of this was self-inflicted in terms of the way they handled DJ Durkin, the way they handled that whole situation, bringing him back and then firing him, it's a PR mess. They put, a, they put him in such a, a hard situation to be in. I think what he did with that group, keeping them focused, getting them the five and seven, and really being competitive in a lot of games, he deserves that job. He deserves the right to coach that team going forward. Now, Todd, your point, and then if there's anyone else that wants to enter in the discussion, you're more than welcome to. All right, Dave, I completely understand where you're coming from. I've heard a lot of people that completely side with you. As somebody who, yes, I went to Louisville, but is a lifelong Maryland football and basketball fan. From what we have seen, the entire time I've been a fan is mediocrity at best. I'm just going to, I'm not going to sit here and spend 20 minutes on it. Let's fast forward to when they hired Durkin. They got Durkin, who was a big name, the D coordinator at Michigan. So, yeah, kind of ironic. We just talked about Harbaugh. He was Jim Harbaugh's guy, right? So there's, I guess, some pedigree there. And he comes in, and he's doing a pretty good job. In my opinion, he was. He, the, Dave, the recruiting was outstanding from what it was before. If you track the history of Maryland football, he was doing an incredible job recruiting. And then a tragedy happens that no one could have foresaw. A tragedy happens. So what I would say here 
is Matt Canada was obviously he was he was thrown into the fire, right? He comes in, and I do think he's done a really admirable admirable sorry job. I think that Matt Canada has obviously dealt with a lot, and the fact that he's able to get what he's gotten, right, five and seven, they played Ohio State extremely tough, everything else they've been able to accomplish. He is absolutely not the guy long term. They need somebody that can recruit in the DMV. That is Mike Loxley, the offensive coordinator at Alabama. I don't care that he didn't have success in his brief time as a head coach. I believe it was at New Mexico. That doesn't matter to me. His dream job, and he kind of got screwed out of it. That's a whole other story. Originally, was Maryland. For whatever reason, it was Maryland. Todd, let me let me, let me me pause Go you ahead. right there. If you're Coach Loxley, are you taking Maryland, Maryland's call right now? No. No, I, I here's, here's absolutely here's, it's it's a head coaching job. A that you kid, a, a kid yeah. died. At the end of the day, a kid died. Right now, you're at the University of Maryland. It doesn't matter where Matt Canada is the coach, right. Mike Loxley's the coach. There isn't you are not going to recruit people. Plain and simple, you because it, can. They, they, it, that a parent is you going to sit can. there. People want to Penn State immediately have the Sandusky thing. Right. Yes, you because they brought a strong leader in, and they and they. I think you've got the guy. I, hold on, I think the guy is there. I think Matt Canada is the guy. I don't understand this notion of why Matt Canada can't do the job. He proved it. He made a team competitive when they shouldn't have been competitive with everything that went on off the field. Here's the other thing. I'm trying to figure, and I've been thinking about this for a couple days. You're the University of Maryland. You play in the Big Ten. You play in a, in a division, and, and quote me if I'm wrong, Penn State, oh, yeah. Michigan, Ohio State, great Michigan State. Where in the hell do you think you're going to be in the top echelon? You are never going to be... Ohio State, Michigan. You can't Michigan, have that Michigan. You've got to you can't to be You've been generalistic. Yeah. But you have to look at it as of right now, this job is not a wantable job on the no. market. It's not something that, that has bright lights that says, come here, coach. I understand, I understand in hindsight it's not, but specifically to him, we don't know what he's thinking, that he's most likely going to get a championship this year. And he's going to get a this, lot of calls from places that are better fit for him to come and coach and win right away than Maryland. Okay, but if that's the job he wanted, he is extremely connected. In the, that matters. There is so much athletic talent in the DMV that Durkin started to get that. He really did. That's a fact. I mean, the recruiting went. I mean, I'm very, I'm, as a DMV athlete, like, I've always critiqued Maryland for their inability to recruit. As them. you should. They're as you should. Durkin was turning that around. He, he really was. They got my man Durrell that, that goes to my high school. Like, mm-hmm. really good hot linebacker, high yeah. type. Like, they're improving at it. But to your point about Matt, I'm not even going to talk about this last night. The Canada. offense coordinator at Alabama. Every offense coordinator wants to be head coach. Every single one. No one wants to stay a coordinator. You're talking about the, one, yeah. the ones yeah. who aren't getting the opportunity to do what they can. If you if you're at a place where Bama, where I don't think Nick Saban is meddling in what you do Daniel offensively. Williams. What? Every <laughs> offensive coordinator. I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm or with deep, they all yeah. want to be a head coach. Don't but, nobody want to. Don't nobody want to answer to a man above him. We met at the end of the day. Like this is it's a innate. Thing in us, maybe it's testosterone, who knows, that makes you automatically want to be the leader. And in football, that's times a million. Some guys come back to being coordinators because they were never meant to be a head coach. 
Rex Ryan <laughs> just kind of popped in my head. Great defensive coordinator, awful head coach. I digress. Let Poor me get, let me get back. Got, to, took a shot. Sorry. He's getting sorry, hit by ESPN. He's all right. <laughs> that, that's my point, though. This isn't even totally, and I agree with Kev, it's not just about an OC wanting to strap. For, okay, forget locks or whatever. What My point is this is nothing completely against Matt Canada. I'm not calling him a horrible coach. He has no ties here to recruit. He was thrown in. He was actually Durkin's guy. He hired him to be his OC. Nobody could have seen any of this coming. He's done an extremely good job. I agree with you, Dave, in in this situation. But as a lifelong Maryland fan, we're not just five. I understand what you're saying about you're not going to. Yeah, we're not going to right now. Five and seven is kind of where we're at. But we're like, here you go, Matt Canada. You got us to five and seven where we've been for the last decade. The better part of last decade. What I'm saying is, obviously, Durkin is gone. He was really doing well recruiting. If you get a guy who is connected, like Mike Loxley, who happened to have had this job pegged as his dream job, who's now at a tremendous program as an OC, only getting better, you would think, under a guy like Nick Saban, who's one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. What I'm trying to say, probably the greatest college football coach of all time. What I'm saying is, a guy like Loxley, he wants his job. He is connected, recruiting. It, it is, it is, of course, as unique a situation as it gets, and there was a tragedy that happened. But right now, moving forward, and it's nothing against Matt Canada. He's not the right person for the job. Just hiring him would be settling for mediocrity. Correct me if I'm wrong real fast. When Joe Paterno died, they went to Bill O'Brien, who was his offensive coordinator, after – that whole situation. Bill O'Brien was, yeah, was on, on his yeah. staff. Yeah. And then look what happened to Penn State. Then you were able to get a credible guy. Right now, to Dan's point, you are not going to get a guy of high caliber to come in and coach right now. Because first off, there are too many questions above the coach. There are too many questions within the board of trustees who completely mishandled this situation. To the president of the university who sided with the board of trustees, then at the last minute realized, oh, I need to say my own ass, so I'm going to come out in the opposite. I wouldn't want that job as a head coach. I wouldn't want that job if I'm Mike Loxley. Now, you need a guy that's going to build the goodwill back. Simply put, Durkin got those kids to believe. Mm-hmm. They believed in each other. They believed in the coaching yeah. staff Absolutely. outside of the media and everything going on around them. So going forward, be weary of bringing in a new guy who's trying to get these kids to believe. Because if he gets that job, it's a placeholder ability to get wins and get out and get forward with my life and get to the next best job. Here, here's the thing. Kev could probably back me up. You seem like you know the dip. He ain't new. Logsy's not new, Dan. I understand what you're saying. He ain't new. He is already connected. He from what? Because I've like I've done research on this as a fan, and Logsy was there. He was a coordinator at Maryland, right? And he he wanted the job. They they obviously didn't give it to him at the time. It's extremely different now. Alabama's a great fallback plan, by the way. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> so why, why would you saying. right now? Why would you leave Alabama? Hey, how many times you gonna make me say this? <laughs> Every offensive court. Yeah, okay, but yeah. fine, fine. So, so everybody, everybody wants to be a head coach. You think he's not going to get a call from UNC or Mac, maybe Mac Brown's a coach in North Texas Tech. Texas Tech. There are going to be plenty of opportunities where he can take what his success did this season and go be head coach in a better situation than are in Maryland right now. Because the fact that there is board of trustees issues and things outside of football, it's not just all X's and O's right now in Maryland. That's the problem. 
That's why you need to have a stabilized guy who gets the kids to believe and focus just on the X and O's, and that's what Canada can do for you. Since we're bringing up stuff outside football, sorry, Dave, real quick, you keep stopping this man. Go ahead, Cook. So, Cook, you in the kitchen? My thing, is, my thing is, even with Matt Canada, if my whole feeling on this whole Maryland situation, everyone should be gone. Nobody on that staff should still be there. Should be clean. From the yeah. president to the janitor. Everyone gone. So, Mr. Johnson so gotta go? getting an interim head go. coach that's, that's, in the, that's in the organization already ain't gonna cut it at all. Everyone should be out of there. You need new blood in there. The other thing, the like other thing is, to, hold on, Dave. Okay. Either something like that happens due to negligence on the side of coaches. Wasn't an accident. Wasn't a oh yeah Negli- negligence of your job. Nobody should still be employed there. You need somebody. New. And that's my issue. With what you said way what back at way back at the beginning, saying that this was an unforeseen. Of course the, it was. If, Nobody. Yeah, no, really I, get you, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're. I get what you're saying, you but at the same time. Happening. But you've got to react in this situation, and that didn't happen. So that gets well, – that's course, recklessness. I agree with how That's handled. recklessness, so yeah. I disagree I think you're there totally. too much but. on face value. He's not saying that they foresaw a kid dying in practice. Like, that's not really how that works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not funny. <laughs> no, it is not It is not funny, and we're laughing about it. But I think final thought, and then we're going to take a break. Oh, final thought. Oh, I thought you were giving me a final thought. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 that's, that's, on, that's on me. That's on me. All right, you're good. I was like, go ahead then, Dave. All right, my thing is, and again, I'm just going to throw quick, quick little closing here, another side thing. I didn't even realize about when Durkin brought in Matt Canada. He was canned at LSU in the same position, offensive coordinator. And Maryland, once again, what they do, kind of settling for mediocrity. And, yeah, we'll pick up your scrap. So, overall, as Kev kind of said, to put it all together, you clean house. A guy like Loxley, what's the biggest thing in a situation like this and recruiting in general? Trust. Loxley, in my opinion, and what I've heard from reliable Keith Cavanaugh is extremely reliable source when it comes to Maryland sports too. He can walk into somebody's home now, have the trust of the kid, the parents. That is so important, obviously. It's nothing new. I mean, this is recruiting in general and especially a situation like this. That's all I'm going to say there. It's nothing against Matt Canada. Maybe he can be successful somewhere. I don't want it to be Maryland. I think someone like Locks would be the right person for the job at this time. But, yes, Dave, that is my uh, my final thoughts in this situation. When we come back, our special guest will join us, and we are going to dive into the NFL, and we'll see if we get as heated as we just did. Probably. (laughs) We'll be right back here on the opening kickoff podcast. Welcome back to the opening kickoff podcast. Dave Steinwell, Dan Williams, David Miles, Todd Michelson, and Kevin Pierce with you. And we are pleased to be joined by one of our favorites on the line from North Carolina, Peyton Gerard. Peyton, how you doing? Let's go. Let's go. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm glad I actually don't have to be there to hear, like, in person some of the takes that are about to go on, I'm assuming, in the next portion here. But... I'm glad to be back on this podcast. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, now we just finished talking college football. You missed that segment. Is there anything? Alabama. There's no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Solid take. <laughs> I, I mean, there's no take. There, I mean, that's it's it. That, you don't think Vanderbilt has a shot still at winning the SEC? <laughs> I don't think anyone 
has a chance beating SEC, them in the SEC in the next 10 years. That's yeah, what Dan thought off. last year. Or this year. Or this year, but it's all right. But you, you, you thought Vanderbilt was going to be Bama this no, year? No, I thought someone else was going to win instead of Alabama this year, but it's all right. Don't catch your ass, baby. Wow. That Vanderbilt thing really got me tight, Dan. For what? You, do, are you a Tennessee fan? For all, what? No, because no, no, all, no, all the hot takes that you've been on me for. I did personal takes. Are getting yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I actually, who's, whoever said Tennessee, I want to bring back a point that Dave made. Last year, that Tennessee is probably one of the worst programs in the SEC, and that was 100% correct. No one wants that job. They still suck. They lost to, They lost to Vanderbilt three times in a row. They're That's terrible. Impressive. They're a terrible team. That guy got the job out of pity because no one would take it. <laughs> and that's what Dave said. Literally, no one would take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Payne, good to have you back. Yeah. Let's <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Let's get to the NFL because, boy, there is plenty to talk about there. Let's start with, with what happened between the Browns and the Bengals this weekend. The Hugh Jackson Bowl is what, what we should have called it because that's what it turned into. Everybody talked about Hugh Jackson, not that the Bengals effing suck and Marvin Lewis is finally, finally going to get fired at the end of the year. But we're going to talk about that Hugh Jackson-Baker Mayfield dispute. And, Peyton, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, first off, the Bengals are in the wrong, or I don't know if it's wrong, but it's completely stupid. How do you put him on the sideline? Like, why would you even let him go down there? What's he doing for you down there? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. And, I mean, I get, obviously, um, you don't talk about another man's job. That's that. I, I think Baker, he gets a bad rap. He definitely is the wrong. He shouldn't talk about him. Whatever. Now, the thing is that we all don't know is if he knows more than he's than we all know. Because he was in that locker room. Because I've seen things now that says that he thinks Hugh Jackson really talked crap about him while he was there behind his back saying, oh, you're my guy, you're my number one, you've always been my number one. But really it wasn't. It wasn't his pick for the first overall. That's not who he wanted. And I think that's what uh, – I think I read that Baker thinks that's what happened. Like he – like, there's basically he's being two-faced to him, and he acts like they're all buddy-buddy when he saw him again. Like, you're my guy. You know, you'll always be my guy, but that's clearly not the case. I think Baker needs to grow up, though, because the fact is he went to the Bengals. He was there before. It's a business. He's going to get another job. It could be anywhere. He could go to the Steelers. He could go to the Ravens. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's going to play. What are you going to do, never handshake someone that gets fired again because they go to a team? I mean, a job's a job. You know what I mean? I, obviously, there's like bad blood with it, but I mean, I think he'll grow and he'll get more mature with it. But I mean, that's just kind of the job itself. Now, if we're asking, does he deserve a job? I don't know. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> Nobody that wins three games in two years deserves it. Dude, that's what I'm saying. My boss today said, don't, you know, everyone in the NFL, he deserves a job. You know, he was a guru before. I go, guru if you man, win Andy two or three games, you can be banned for being a coach in the NFL for at least one year. Not even allowed. Not even allowed. It's terrible. Oh, I'm so glad to have Peyton back. Boy, do we Facts. miss <laughs> Todd, your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts, Dave. With this situation, I agree. I think it's I think it's a little bit of I can see both sides. I think obviously something like this, when we're not actually talking about what's going on on the field, it gets a little. I think we get carried away with little gestures like this, right? Because 
I feel like in this situation, is Hugh Jackson wrong for going up to give like a slight hug to a guy that was just quarterback? No, like I, I mean, it's just like a normal gesture. Do I completely blame Baker for how he responded? Not really. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I kind of see like Hugh Jackson did nothing wrong. Baker was, you know, kind of didn't feel like, you know, like Peyton said, maybe there was some other stuff going on, maybe in the locker room. I mean, we, we were able to get a slight glimpse if you all watch Hard Knocks. And Hugh Jackson had the audacity. The number one overall pick said, congrats, Baker. You've won the backup job over Drew Stanton. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, obviously he did. So, that, I mean, that's kind of my thing. Like, I understand Baker's frustration. Hugh did nothing wrong. I'm with Kev. He won three games, right, in two, years. Games, two years. He's a terrible head coach. I mean, that's, I know he didn't have a lot of talent, so that is what it is. But as far as the situation, that I don't think anybody's really in the wrong. Like, Hugh tried to give his former guy a hug, and Baker was not really about it and was civil. Let me tell you all the type of guy. Well, two good points. I'm going to tell you the type of guy I think Baker is, and I'll tell you the key point everyone's missing. Baker's the type of guy where his mama could be on the upside in a different jersey. She gonna get it. She's he is a supreme competitor. So now not only is the not only is the former coach of him that he didn't really rock with on the other team, you're also on my rival. So it's so it's F you off rip. Secondly, the most important thing that everyone's missing is my man Demarius Randall, who caught an interception yes, and gave Hugh Jackson the ball. <laughs> Easily the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen on a football field. Ever. He said, here's the ball from your offensive guru. Y'all can't see my air quotes. Doing air quotes. Here's the ball from your offensively genius offense. Hold that. Because that's what it got you. <laughs> True. I think at the end of the day, this was a whole bunch of nothing. I think this was something that got blown out of proportion. I, I, I Yes, exactly. Clickbait. I think I understand... I understand Baker's frustration. There were guys when I was coaching this year that I knew on other staffs. I didn't want to be real cordial after the game, especially if we lost. It's just I I get it. Now, Baker won, but I get the hurt feelings. I I get that. I understand that because he feels betrayed. That was his coach. Now his coach is on the other side. He didn't leave on his own terms. He got fired. Thank you. No, I agree. But at the end of the day, this was something that was blown way out of proportion. It never should have been a story. That is a story. And keeping it real. That I agree with. One more question. Do you have to shake someone's hand? But see, all right, you don't have to shake someone's hand, but he did it, shake his hand. It, it, yeah, he shook his hand. It's a matter. It's a matter of Hugh Jackson had to walk up to him. He walked next to Hugh Jackson and then walked away before Hugh Jackson could even get to him. And then as Hugh Jackson shook his hand, he walked. He was walking away. Yeah, and, but he was trying. Also, he was trying to go for a hug. Like I wouldn't be cool with that. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to hug you. Like <laughs> you suck. Like you were bad. I'm better than you. That's what I would tell them. <laughs> Straight up. Part of, part of this is just being professional about how you how you handle your business and how how you how you do what you got to do as a as a grown individual. You don't sit there and badmouth somebody's job because at the end of the day he's got a family to feed just like you do. And That's as, what I said. And as well, and as well the idea that you have to continue to you're a quarterback. Guys looking at you for leadership. You don't need to be taking shots at the people. There's unnecessary. You guys got the dub at the end of the day. You did what you had to do. Get on the bus, go home. No need to be taking extra unnecessary shots. I got you. I, I'm with you there. I just kind of feel like I'm with Dave 100%. It's a whole lot of nothing. But I honestly 
feel like if he if there's something else with him and Hugh, I feel like he did kind of handle it professionally. He did kind of shake his hand. He's like, all right, we good. The, the one thing though, his comments. Yes, we're, his, we're yeah. very, is that kind of what you're going yes, after? His comments, I thought the his gesture comments. was fine. No, his his, he his like gesture was. He didn't push him out the way. Yeah. He shook his hand. That yeah. was. But like the comments yeah, afterwards, yeah. still bringing it up later. I mean, obviously, the media yeah. has to ask the questions, but you can still. I'm not gonna talk about that today. Just talk about the guys yeah. and our and our team victory. Right. You torched but, you torched his new team. You beat them by like whatever seven. Something points. I will say about Hugh Jackson and his time in Cleveland. Adding HBO and cameras into what you do behind the scenes is different. It's different because coaches are all brought up in a closed door world. It's 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 six p.m. six a.m. to seven p.m. closed door hours. Not a lot of media guys in there grinding. So you bring media and cameras into that. It changes up the whole philosophy of how you handle those those situations. I think that them adding HBO and Hard Knocks was not Jackson's intent. Well, I, I, mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think he wanted that. I think that was kind of like a GM, oh, this is going to be good for us. People going to see us trying to turn this around. He's kind of like, look, I'm trying to do my job. Fact, and then go on 16, you need all the good press you can get. Exactly. Like, But then again, I'm there's no, saying, there's no, I don't believe in it. There's any good press that comes out of hard knocks as far as the, co- the head coaching staff. This is none of the for Jarvis Landry. None of the hard knock teams have made the Super Bowl or even won it. Anyone ever noticed that? What? Either hard knock team that never made or won a Super Bowl. Exactly. So therefore, it's kind of like, yo, if I'm on hard, I don't want to, I, really I don't want to be on hard knocks. That's just me. Plus, see if I'm a, if I'm a crappy ass team like Cleveland. Hold on, David, calm down. I love that show. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm if I'm kidding, a team like Cleveland, I, no, I got you. Yeah. All right. So it, let, it's a good watch. <laughs> let's move to the next topic, which is the NFC East, oh, which is a. Grab bag. An abundance of gang shit. Yes. To say the fly. To say the least. We're letting it fly. Peyton, you got your answer. It's going to fly. An abundance of gang shit is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. In in terms of any way I could, like, characterize the NFC East, I don't think I would think of that set of words. It just felt right. It just felt right. Okay. Okay. Dan, expect that to be one of my Instagram captions one day. Me and my boys are going to be like abundance of gang shit. Shout out my man Dan. <laughs> but go ahead, Dave. Who do you, like? It's hard to pivot after that, but who is who do you have the most confidence in to win that division? I don't really have any confidence in any of the teams. Um, I have confidence in individuals, not teams. Yes, yeah, yes. and let me. Um, Carson Wentz is somebody that I think I do have faith in. He's obviously it's tough coming back from an ACL injury. Um, I mean, anybody would tell you that, of course. So Carson Wentz, I feel. I mean, I don't feel good about Dak Prescott, but then I look at Ezekiel Elliott. I yep. think he can shoulder a lot for the Cowboys, yep. and their defense is playing well. Look at Washington. Who do I really trust there? They kind of were hyped up about this great defense and O line. They lost like three linemen in one game. <laughs> Well, they lost half of their roster. They, I gotta give it to them. They do keep adding Alabama defenders. That's never a bad thing. Not a bad, not a bad, not a bad. They, and they no. added Reuben Foster today. Just what? That way, They the Redskins picked up Reuben Foster. Just a side note there. Uh, but anyway, I don't, I don't fully, Dave, to answer your question, have faith in a team. Now, when the Giants eventually get good, I trust Barkley. Man, that if, dude's if good. I'm being honest. In the first half, I was ready to get on the Giants' bandwagon Sunday. I was ready to go. They looked. They looked. 
They they're looked. Out. They, they were shut up. They were beating the heck out of you. They looked like a team who could have made a run with Barkley was playing how he was. Eli was moving the pocket, making plays, and then Eli did Eli end of the end of the first half. They got away from Barkley in the second half. Don't know. We held Odell. Don't, yeah, we held Odell. Hey, things happen in our favor. I'll take it. I'm not gonna complain. But I don't trust any of the teams in the to do what they have to do to win the games down the stretch. So I'm looking merely at the schedules that line up. And I personally believe that Dallas has the easiest schedule with the rest of the situation going forward. Great. I think it's going to be hard for my Eagles to win four out of the next five. I, I just don't know what's going to happen. you got Dallas, Los Angeles, Houston. Still, t- still two games to Washington. It's going to be hard. LA. I just said that. All right, Dallas, Houston, my bad. Listen. But I think that Dallas defense is playing the best of anybody in the NFC East. Couple that with Ezekiel Elliott, I believe that they will be the team that ends up representing the NFC East playoffs. Man, it just always seems like somebody's winning this division by default. <laughs> I'm sorry. Besides last season, you ain't Yeah, right. besides last season. The funny thing is, when I look at the NFC East, I look at, like, units. And there are units I trust. I trust the Redskin defense, but I don't trust the Redskin offense. Mm-hmm. I trust the Dallas defense. Your faith in Cole McCoy is hilarious. I that was full. Cole McCoy is not as bad as people like to make it seem, though. Yes, he hey, no. Dan, I, I, Texas I, I, forever. Nah. Texas forever. You could have yeah. so much worse. You could have Nathan Peterman. Right. Oh, like oh, Nathan oh. Peterman is okay. We can say it now. Nathan Peterman is the worst NFL starting quarterback. You could have Blake Bortles. In the history of the league. No. <laughs> no, no, you disrespect Blake Bortles. That's on his fault. What? Oh, what? Wait, 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 no, 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 wait, wait. We can't have this discussion. It's going to take. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't talk. No. What? Good call. No. Good call. No, no, hold on, Blake. No, no, it's not his no, fault. Let let, no, let, let Peyton make his case now that he he said it, and we'll oh, we'll God. see what happens. Hot takes. What hot takes? If you, I mean, if you watch the Steelers game, they if they let him throw one pass. They would have been. Pass, they would have been. Peyton, I got a stat for you, fool. You, you want me to take a wild stat? guess who you, leads? I can give you the stat that the two interceptions he threw on Saturday, on Sunday, they were both hit right in the wide receiver's hands. Okay, Peyton. Smack. Peyton. I mean, what, what do you want him to do? Do you want him to throw it, tip it to himself, and catch it? <laughs> I mean, I know he's got wheels, but I mean, what do you oh want him to do? God. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey, turn, go ahead. Turn, turn his mic off. You know who the leader in interceptions is since Blake Borders entered the league? Um, don't even guess it. Blake Borders. Uh, so you want to talk about? It. You want to talk about those two interceptions Sunday? What about the seventy-nine before that? Huge stat. You could say that Ben has them because he's thrown fifty-three and fifty-two games. That's I, mean, you, I mean, Big what Ben got saying? two rings and the, arguably the best receiver in the league on this team. Blake Broder's got what's his name? Big Ben's Cole? Big Ben's Kenneth Cole? Big Ben's not escaping the the fault we're gonna give him in a second as well. Because that, <laughs> that 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 bullshit I saw on the second half Sunday, I don't need to see that again going forward. Oh what downhill went Cecil Schultz the third but your division leader. <laughs> huh? Hey, hey, look, look, I'm still here. But recognize Big Ben's getting no more close to a ring than I am at the rate he's playing right now, because he's not gonna be home in Pittsburgh in January. He's gonna be on the road. And it doesn't matter. As long as the game goes through Kansas City. New England, y'all not winning. You know it, and you know it. Kansas City's gonna lose their first game. That's a thousand percent guaranteed. You can bet your life on it. It's like death taxes. Kansas City doesn't want to win. I'm not even mad. I I unfortunately, personally, am betting my own life on that (laughs) take. It doesn't matter. He's gonna waste all of his timeouts in the third quarter with 25 minutes left in the game, and your guys are gonna lose. I know who your team is. I know you're a snake. I know you're rooting for. You're rooting for Andy Reid. You gave up on the Eagles weeks ago. I know what you're up to. You want Big Red to win. I know exactly what you're doing. (laughs) I never gave up. I just don't trust secondary right now. It's over. All right. Back to the original point. 
that we were speaking on. But to answer my to, to finish it's my finished, part, finish Dave's take, yes. I have to go with the Cowboys because I think their offense has gotten better with Amari Cooper. I think it it has made them more sustainable offensively. They're more balanced. You can't just sit on Ezekiel Elliott. But at the end of the day, I think the big difference is the offensive line is healthy, and that's made Ezekiel Elliott run better. So I have to say the Cowboys only because I don't think the Eagles have enough in their defense that's going to carry them this year. Well, offensively, they got weapons. I just don't think defensively they're where they are. They were last year. Good for the NFC East for having three future Hall of Fame running backs in one division, Saquon Barkley, Zeke, and AP. I had to think about it. I just thought that. That's sad. I had, I had to, think. to think about it. No, that was a pretty simple take. <laughs> I, I, I immediately got it. All right, so I'm looking, at, I'm looking at schedules. Man, oh, man. <laughs> Look, we can go ahead and knock some teams off now. The Giants aren't going from 3-8 and eight making playoffs. So yeah, the Giants are done. Yeah, no. Cross the Giants off. Colt McCoy is not playing a playoff game. We can scratch them off, too. <laughs> what I saw from the Eagles and what I've been seeing from them all season long, they're allergic to starting games well, and I don't know why. Like, they play the worst first halves every single game. But they got two more. They got two games against Paul McCoy. They got a game against a Texas team who, a Texas team who, if you would have asked me before last night, I would have said it looked very beatable. But pretty convincing win. But over it'll be in Philly. So maybe we'll be, be, maybe, hopefully, I'm hoping. You got <laughs> one against the Rams. Or I know that's going to go. And then you got one against the Cowboys. It is not unfeasible for... Both of these teams end up 8-8, eight and eight, and the Eagles will end up taking it. But if you – gun to my head, if you had to ask me right now, I'm taking the Cowboys for this reason. By far, their defense is playing the best in that division. Ever since was, ever since Alex Smith went down, the Redskins' defense can only stop NFL teams for but so long before they start scoring. And if Cole McCoy is giving a team three picks a game, that defense ain't going to do much. You're able to ball control offense with Zeke, and now you have a walking first down with Amari Cooper at wide receiver. They're best built – to progress throughout these uh, rest of the season. And on top of that, their schedule consists of the Saints, again, we know that's going to go, Eagles, Colts, Buccaneers, Giants. They can end this 4-1 and one and end the year at 10-6 and six if they want to. That was it. That was it. David, who do you have the confidence in? Three hours later. Um, I have confidence in, but it pains me to say this, um, Cowboys. I mean, you look at you, you hit my you hit my point on the head. As far as you know, I said it before. They need a receiver to get the pressure off Zeke. You got that receiver, and with the Eagles' biggest problem just got a little bit bigger. The other was it two weeks ago when Darby went down with the yeah. ACL. Yeah, that is a glaring problem in our secondary. That's already has problems guarding people. So with that being said, that's the only way that the Cowboys, in my opinion, make it out on top. I was talking with um, well Walt from the basketball team, Walt and Troy, and I was just like, if anything, there's two teams that Eagles and Cowboys could make it. One makes the playoff spot, the other one's fighting for a wild card. That's the only way I can see it coming. Not the only way I can see it coming. That's what I. That's what I want to see coming. The wild card is wide open with losses to Carolina recently. And Minnesota being what six four and one I think or something I mean, like that. I mean, because like Kev said, with, the, with the Eagles finishing schedule, you have the Redskins twice, the Texans, who I have said going pretty far in the playoffs. You have the Rams, who are in my opinion the Super Bowl team, a Super Bowl team. The Cowboys, who we struggle with, 
that's a very hard schedule. But yeah, you also look at Dallas's. You know, their ending schedule is the Saints, the Eagles, uh, the Colts, Buccaneers, and the Giants. That's cake. But besides the Saints, that's cake. What? The, the Colts are probably for uh, that team. For uh, that for that team, when they got a, they got a top five quarterback right now. So. Right. Andrew Luck's playing lights out. We'll argue that later. Peyton. That's just false. Peyton, we'll who is your pick oh. in the NFC East? What? Cowboys move on. This is more, they're boring. This is boring. This, the NFC East is boring. It's they're going to be eight and eight, nine and seven. And I'll, whoever wins it isn't winning the Super Bowl. All right, so to the next conversation. Yes. If, if we're going to have you on the show more regularly, we're going to need more opinions than that simple statement. The Eagles are done. Giants stink. Cold Cowboys, who knows? Cold Jason Garrett's going to save his job somehow. I don't know. The sad part is I, I actually had faith in the Redskins early in the season. We could, we could, that, that's the sad part. Peyton didn't get hurt. We could have brought Peyton on just to talk to us and then got him out of here. We could have been real quick at this conversation. Got him out of here. Got him back to his day job. You know, he, no, he's, he's, a, got, he's a big timer now and not. I, I, got, I got questions. I got questions. Go ahead, Dave. All right. So to the AFC, we know how good Kansas City is. Right? Mm-hmm. Outside of Kansas City, in the playoff picture right now, I'm not talking about teams that aren't in the playoff picture. Who do you have the most confidence in to be the biggest threat to Kansas City? Peyton, we'll start with you so that you can go sit and do nothing for the next five minutes afterwards. The Patriots. Wow. This is the ideal situation. They both play each other before they play us, and that helps me out because they beat each other up. And they're all tired and all gassed from playing no defense. And then, you know, we'll let the chips fall where they may. That's such a we have no shot take in my – have I ever heard it? <laughs> hey, the Steelers are in a great situation right now. With the Patriots, Patriots coming to town here real soon. And if you don't win that game, and, and if you don't win that game, you're looking at a, you're looking at a wild card game with the Chargers and having to win three in a row to get the Super Bowl. I don't know, okay. boss. I don't know. Let me, th- let me throw this at you. The Chargers are the one of the fakest teams, as long with the Chiefs, I've ever seen in my life. Melvin Gordon isn't even playing Sunday. They're coming to Pittsburgh. It's snowing right now. Do you know what happens in Pittsburgh in November? They don't lose at home. They Unless don't. Doesn't Tom and the gang come through. <laughs> Unless Sir Thomas Brady the first comes through. Now, last year, last year, some bullshit happened. People paid some people, and some shit happened. Because now it ain't a rule. So I don't understand how, you know, we lose that game, and then they go in the offseason, and they go, well, actually, it was a catch, but can't help you now. You got to let her go, bro. You got a lot more L's before that. Todd, (laughs) it's been a lot more Todd, who has? No, 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 no. This is what I was going to KP. What's good? You've been, you've seen, I mean, you've seen that, the Tom Brady haters. You've seen... You've seen it all, you know. Of they're course. done. It's over. Where do you? How do you feel? Like we talked about, let's say at this point last year. How do you feel right now about the Patriots' chances to win a Super Bowl I compared feel to the, all the other years? I feel good about our chances because we're going against a bunch of unproven commodities. The Chiefs are first-round exit every single year, and Patrick Mahomes this is his first playoff ever, and we already beat them once. So that's pretty. So we got that. We beat the Steelers every year. Like, every single year, it's AFC matchup, Steelers pitch, and we beat y'all every single year. Who else we got? We got the Chargers, Phillip Rivers, Ringless for a reason. And then we got, who else? Texans? Come, come on. Look, come on. Come on, guys. Let's, let's be real here. And then the Colts. Again with the Colts. We beat them every year. So although my team has looked very lackluster all year long, 
You got to factor in injuries. And you also got to factor in we have a first-year defense coordinator who honestly doesn't know what the hell he's doing if we're going to keep it. Right. But that's, that's I'm not, my point. It doesn't seem like you're as con- – last year, you wouldn't even ran team by team. You would have said, it don't matter. I don't care. It's already booked. We're the same team from last year. We have a terrible defense, and Tom Brady's still the GOAT. So that gives us a chance to go to Super Bowl every year. I don't know. I don't know. I don't look like the same Patriot team I've seen in years past. And I'm going to buy because someone said oh, that. We're going to look like the same team. We're going to look like the same team coming right to high field. Best, believe you me. We're going to look like that team. What if you guys don't get home field advantage? If we don't get at least the two seed, it's going to be a very long year for us. I don't think we – I will say yeah, – yeah, yeah, like, Okay, so if the Steelers won on Sunday or – I don't even know. No, what are the four? So let's just say we ended the two, you ended the three. What does that do for your chances? That means we got, potentially, it'll be Chargers, Steelers, Chiefs on the way to Super Bowl. That's a rough half. Low-key hoping the Ravens somehow make the wild card and you have to play in first round. You know how dirty we're going to do Lamar Jackson if he comes to Foxborough? Leave nah, his name out of the mouth right now. Running around and shit, All that quarterback option shit don't fly in Foxborough. I am sitting so quietly watching my... He's waiting for his one his chance to get another twenty million dollar contract. Hey, with Joe Flacco on the Jaguars next year. <laughs> when he's on the Jaguars okay, next year, we're gonna be talking like he's this. He's gonna beat the Patriots, he's gonna look like a million bucks, they're gonna give him another twenty million dollar contract. That's what's gonna happen. Wouldn't put it past the NFL for that no. to happen. Yeah, no, but tell me that's a bad but to the original question pop, to the original question, I believe it's simply simply is put. Whoever wins the Steelers-Patriots game in a few weeks here will be the biggest threat because they will have home field. That is Houston bad. Texans. I, Thank uh, you. I think the Houston Texans. Just, what is wrong with you? Are what? you just like a guy who roots for like the underdog and buys into all these tabloids yes. and all that? Yes. That <laughs> yes, that is Dave Spamlet. Have, have you been on the show before? Are you, are you a new guest? <laughs> have you, they're not even good. I look, okay, I, that, that's that's that. that. that's that's that. That. You're out of pocket on that one. Put your respect they, on they the beat the Broncos, right? who beat the Steelers. So, by law of averages. Okay, well. The Jets, uh, <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that. that? <laughs> go, go ahead, Dave. Carry on. I, I look at the Texans. Their defense, I think, is pretty good. Upper echelon defense right now. I think Deshaun Watson is probably at as healthy as he's been since he's come back from the ACL injury. And... Incredibly, when they lost Will Fuller, I thought their offense would take a step back, but they've actually gotten more dynamic with Demarius Thomas. More experience, though. Yeah, they're, it's fascinating to watch their offense. They can score with anybody in my mind, but I also think their defense can slow down other teams. I'm not shut down because there are no shutdown defenses in the NFL anymore. Maybe Chicago, but that's a very far stretch. To me, Houston poses the biggest challenge because they have a defense that can slow down Kansas yeah. City. And I yeah, think you really don't want them to get home field advantage because that place I'm sure is crazy because they've had so much playoff experience. That's not even the conversation that I'm having. I'm saying who is the biggest threat, you, and I think you wanted Jesus. this. You wanted I, him I, on the show. You I wanted really him on did. the show, and I made that mistake. No offense, Peyton. <laughs> no offense, but but. Before we carry on, I just wanted to be known. As it sits right now, we're in what? Week 13? These will be the most, I think, 
most matchup worthy watching playoffs that we will have in a long time because you will have a ton of good quarterback play to sit there and decipher and say, hey, if it's two minutes left to go in the game, I don't know who's going to win because it's going to be about who has the ball last, whether it's Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Big Ben, Phil Rivers in the AFC. Shoot, I think the worst quarterback in the I NFC. Lo- I love Deshaun, but I feel the way about you putting him in that conversation. Still, still, it's better than watching Blake Bortles have to go out there or or, or Tyrod Taylor last season. Like I, That wasn't a good matchup. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Continue. And, and in the NFC, you got wild cards like Cam and Russ. If you want to see defense, though, don't watch play. No, yeah. I, <laughs> don't watch play. I don't know where it's going to be. It's going to be lacking. But don't it, watch. I'll these are going to be the, the best matchups and yeah. a lot of offense. I'm excited for it. You already said my point, Dave. I, I literally agree with you as you said the Texans. So we're just going to keep moving. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I have said, except for being offended with Lamar Jackson. It's okay. Uh, as far as <laughs> AFC goes, I'm, I am kind of on that New England, let's see, somebody dethrone them because we had the primetime Chiefs-Patriots matchup earlier, and we saw what happened. As far as the Chiefs not having that experience, I don't really buy into that at all because they also haven't had this team. I mean, this Chiefs team is completely different. Like Kev was saying, going from Alex Smith to somebody else, Alex Smith to Patty Mahomes, a little bit different, right? I mean, that changes everything. Um, I mean, I still see, as far as the Steelers-Patriots game, yeah, I do kind of think whoever wins there is certainly in the driver's seat, but I don't really feel fully confident, which is great because that makes for a really good playoff in any team. I, whether it's a wild card, one of the division winners, it's – there's there's certainly a lot of capable teams in the mix, but yeah, no defense like your quarterback play. For some people, that's fun. A lot of old people, they're like, I'm not watching that. So, <laughs> we, we don't need that. That's to, my take. I to, like a little balanced football, okay? <laughs> Is that so much to ask you for? You know now? what's funny? All I said was Dave, and it applies to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> you <can't> <laughs> <laughs> to the games for week 13, got a couple of games on a slate. Start with Thursday night. New Orleans travels to Dallas, a battle of two division-leading Teams right now, do the Cowboys have a shot to win this game? Todd, I'll start with you. Hell no. New Orleans is still indoors. Their offense will be running at all cylinder, whatever the expression. Not even close. Not even close. I see the Saints coming in. I mean, they're, when I say they are the hottest team in football, their defense truly does not have to do anything. When you talk about going toe-to-toe offensively, I mean, the Cowboys don't – besides Zeke, I mean, I agree Cooper was a great get, but they don't – Prescott isn't firepower. Their line isn't what it was. Just having Zeke, it ain't going to do it when you're facing one of the best offenses we've seen, the most balanced between running and passing offenses we've seen in a while. They got a quarterback who returns kicks, runs the Wildcat, <laughs> and then you throw one of the greatest quarterbacks, a future Hall of Famer and Breeze back out. Oh, by the way, we have Ingram and Kamara. It's not going to be close. Saints, oh, by the way. <laughs> David Miles? I agree with Todd. I like the Saints. The Saints are hitting their stride as far as you know, the team and everything. And looking at what they did to the Eagles as far as dismantling the defense, dismantling just a whole dumpster fire shit show, if you will, that, that to me was them flexing what they can do later on. Give me the Saints. David Stanwood? Saints. Not even going to be close. Kev? Saints by 50. Next game. Peyton? I'll, yeah, go ahead, Peyton. Hammer. Ham, lock of the week. Hammer. Saints minus seven. I can't believe it's only seven. Is this Colin Coward out here with his blazing five <laughs> lock of the week? I like it, Peyton. Yeah. Also, fun fact. Did you know Taysom Hill is the fastest guy on the Saints? 
I refuse to believe. I refuse to believe that. Yeah. No. Or, or, or even uh, what's the corner? What's the corner name? Lattimore. Yeah, I refuse to believe Fast and Well, I watched that video two days ago, and it was hitting Michael Thomas in a race, and I was stunned. He's more so. He's I'm gonna run, run the hell out of his route. I'm gonna break You're saying Taysom Hill? Oh yeah, he's probably faster than one of the best receivers in the NFL. Yeah, Taysom Hill sense. is a bruiser though. Like he straight runs over defensive tackles when he gets he's out. He's from space. BYU. He's he's low, he's loaded up when it comes to the weight room. <laughs> I got this. I got the Saints as well, but I think it'd be closer than what you guys believe because I believe that the Cowboys are going to run the ball. And I believe their defense is better than what the what the Saints have seen in the past couple weeks of their win streak. I think it's better than the Rams defense, better than the Bengals defense. I know it's better than my defense, and I believe it's better than the Falcons defense. I think it's going to be closer like it was with Minnesota and Baltimore early in the year for New Orleans. But I think New Orleans gets the dub as well. Off to the Sunday showcases. Let's start with the Minnesota Vikings traveling to New England. Fresh off the victory against Aaron Rodgers Sunday night. Can Kirk Cousins go up there in Tom Brady's palace, that is Gillette Stadium, and beat the Patriots? Besides just trusting New England, especially at home late in a season, and the fact that Tom Brady's still there, whenever you and you guys being NFC East guys know this, and you'll smile when I say this, whenever you think you can trust Kirk Cousins to go out and win you a big game, he's going to let you down, just like the Cowboys always do. Kirk Cousins is going to let you down. I don't have faith in the Vikings. Like, I mean, besides what we saw, right? I mean, like, yes, they can look good defensively. I, I, I thought the whole entire time that a healthy, fully loaded Dalvin Cook is the absolute X factor because of what he brings to the table. But right now I'm not really seeing it besides a player or two here and there. But I'm going New England, and I, it could be about two touchdowns. Give me the Patriots. At about this time of year, you know, Tom Brady starts to become Tom Brady. He uh, eats some more of his avocado ice cream and turns up as he kisses his children. You gonna stop coming at my quarterback and his ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna stop doing? But in all seriousness, though, this is real a, close with kids. <laughs> a little bit too close. Uh, this is about the time. This is about the time where Tom Brady. I ain't never. Turned, I ain't never seen a grown man kiss on kiss on mouth. I, I, I ain't, ain't never ain't seen that. Hey, we we, we, we yeah. a, a different generation. Yeah. Of, Questioning his parenting. I am. I am. Anyway, yeah. but this is about that time. I love in y'all family. <laughs> on the mouth? <laughs> I've seen, so you've never seen a father kiss his child on the mouth? Ever? No. Y'all buddy. No. I said your daddy don't love you. Yeah. <laughs> my pop's saying because he's West African. We don't play that shit. But like, <laughs> but like, every other family? Yeah, that's like pretty normal behavior. And I remember me and my dad looking at him like, damn, y'all tripping. Like, we see it. See? Like, see? You knew. All of a sudden, Kev is feeling bad for all of our upbringings. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah, no bullshit. Is the yeah. Show. <laughs> but yeah, um, I do like the I do like the Vikings and what they have with Thielman, the Thielen, 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 yeah, Thielen. I, I hey, come on, nine one hundred yard games. You better put some respect. Hey, look, on last that. time I couldn't get his name right, but top, do, five, top five in the game. I do like that offense, that defense. I've always loved, but yet you're not gonna stop Tom Brady. Tom Brady towards the end of the season, you're not gonna stop that. And if you do, someone probably by the name of Thomas Brady got hurt. So, give me the Patriots. Patriots by one score. I think Minnesota's got too too many weapons on offense for this to be more than a two-score win for the Patriots because, I, like you said, the Patriot defense is just not very good. So, I think it's a one-score game, but I think in the end, if Tom Brady's got the ball at the end of the game, the Patriots are going to win the football game. Although the Patriots' defense has been lackluster for the past two years, the thing we've always been able to do is create turnovers. 
And don't nobody love to give the ball up more than Kirk Cousins. So I'm look, so I think we run away with this one, honestly. Peyton, who do you like? Probably lost the end of the state. So that's. Is it, it's in July? Yeah, it's in New England. Hello? You there? I think we lost him. Did we lose him? A Patriots definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't lose him. You, said, ba- you said the Vikings? Patriots. Patriots, absolutely five billion. <laughs> Patriots as well. Alright. Let's slide to Sunday night. The Chargers go to Pittsburgh minus Melvin Gordon. Do we believe that Big Ben writes the ship after last week's performance in Denver, in which the team had four turnovers? Can the Steelers figure it back out? Payton, we'll start with you. I mean, really? What do you think I'm going to say? I mean, we're going to beat the shit out of them. It's not even going to be close. I mean, I mean you, you're, you look at it. I, I, if you find out what we're, our primetime stats are, I mean, like what we do at like Sunday nights, Monday nights, all that, I mean, it's ridiculous. The stats probably... We jump there with what the Patriots do on Sunday nights and stuff like that. There's, they're coming to Pittsburgh. It's cold as hell outside. They don't stand a chance. Philip Rivers, his record in Pittsburgh, I can't imagine it's positive. I mean, they're all going to figure it out. Ben isn't going to throw 50 times a game. I mean, James Conner's probably going to rush for 100 yards. I'd say final score is going to be 38-17. to 17. I think no Melvin Gordon is huge for San Diego in trying to LA. run the ball. LA, you're right. You ain't lying. Uh, I think it's huge for them not having him this week, so I'm with the Steelers as well. But I don't believe it's, it's a 21-point win for Pittsburgh. I think they got to show me something. This, this, is a good, this is a good game for them. I think this is a good game. What, that, you, what do you mean? I mean, we, I, I, have you not – Did what? Did, I feel like everyone's watching this last game like, oh, man, I just don't know anymore. I mean, did you, have you watched this season – have you seen what's been going on? Yeah, the Chargers I, yeah. did just put up forty plus. Yeah, and and and, 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 I, and I and I saw I saw a Bengals defense give you guys fits to the final drive. I saw a Jaguars game that you were struggling to beat Blake Bortles. I saw a Ravens game the second time yeah. where you struggled in Baltimore. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is you guys are struggling right now. Dan, you're an Eagles fan. You know wins ain't pretty. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? This is crazy. This is absurd. I don't. I need to talk to someone with common sense. I okay. Oh, there comes Davis. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll say this. Thank you. I think Pittsburgh will win. I think I think the Chargers are better than they have been in years past. Are you about to draw up a play, Dave? So, yeah. so I'm not. I just got picked the marker. Picked it up for some reason. You know, we got but, a whiteboard right there. <laughs> We're gonna do chalk talk after this. All right. But to finish my point. The Chargers, I always wait to see how they play against good teams. Really, they've only beaten one or two good teams, and that was Seattle. I think that they're good. I think without Melvin Ingram, they're hurt. I think this will be a one-possession game because I don't – Pittsburgh's offense, there's just something a little off with it this year. It's not consistent like it has been every year. I think the Chargers are good, but I just – I. Sunday night, having to go cross-country to Pittsburgh, I don't like their chances, but I, I think it's going to be a close game because I think the Chargers are good, but I don't think they can go to Pittsburgh on Sunday night and beat the Steelers. So give me the Steelers, one possession game, close in the end. 
I agree. I mean, I think that Dan kind of pinned it as far as without Melvin Gordon, that's huge. I mean, Melvin Gordon, he's not that he should. There's definitely he's not the MVP, but I mean, he has been so valuable for this team. Him being out is huge. Um, the Steelers at home, prime time Heinz Field. I mean, against almost anybody, I'm taking them all day. I, I, I mean, again, I am in this situation a lot because Melvin Gordon is out. Because you have two, this is two two of the best teams certainly in the AFC. But I think the NFL is such an overreaction league. No, I don't think Ben throwing a bad pick on the goal line is going to like ruin their season. Although it did look pretty damn bad. But I do think the Steelers being back at home where Ben excels, they will win. Uh, I don't see it being, a, like Dan said, a 21-point game. I see it more of a 10-point game. Um, but especially with Gordon out, I'll take Pittsburgh. Final game. Oh, Dave, did you have my fault? Let's go. Let's go. No. Never mind. Final <laughs> game. The Steelers. Final game. Redskins travel to Eagles on Monday night. Colt McCoy, Carson Wentz, <clears throat> you guys going with Kev, starting with you. Man, why are we talking about this Eagles? Next game. <laughs> Dave Miles? Why are we talking about this? If you think Colt McCoy is going to lead the Redskins into the link and come out with a dub, you're fucking crazy. Give me the Eagles. Big. Todd? I see we ain't censored tonight. Give me the Eagles. I mean, it's it's already off the table. Peyton, are you going Eagles? Yeah. Colt McCoy isn't very good. <laughs> I hate to say it. It's a hot take McCoy isn't very good. I mean, Dave. I want him to be good. No, no, no. I want Colt McCoy to do well. But he's, I mean, because if you think, like, the last time I really remember him playing was when he was at Texas. Like, he played a couple games for the Skins here Texas and there. Forever. James Harrison decapitated him a couple times. Hey, um, he I contributed just, to some one-win yeah. Browns seasons. <laughs> what did that? He was on some one-win, two-win Browns teams. Don't, don't do him like that. No, man. He was on a team that could oh, win. No, 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 no. He's probably the most successful Browns quarterback in this decade. But <laughs> Damn, that's Damn, that's sad. Uh, but to this whole point of you know the Redskins and Colt McCoy, Dave had this point had this thought that Colt McCoy could you know lead the Redskins past the Cowboys. No, and no, you, and no, no, no. And you said you said I had faith in their defense, but here is the problem with that: a good defense can only be oh so good if your offense can't do a damn thing. I've seen that way too many times in way too many situations. It ain't happening, Dave. It ain't happening. We're not going there. We don't have time for this. I don't. Cole McCoy is six and fifteen for the Browns in two seasons. But two Monday nights game. I don't know how sold I am on our, on our defense. I don't know if sec- the second half of last week is more about us or more about the fact that Saquon Barkley didn't touch football. I like the Redskins this week. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't trust it. I trust us the product. Wow. Okay. All right. So. Peyton, do you have any more thoughts? We're gonna because we're gonna let you go. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, let's go across the board. Alabama, we're all in agreement. National championship, right? Everyone, say yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> hmm? Who said? Hmm? <laughs> Who said? Who said debate? I know it was David. Um, <laughs> hey yo! Hey yo! How did he know you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know because you're, you're all y'all say yeah. You gotta have a bad. You gotta have a bad take in the bunch. I mean, you already, we already know, we already talked about today that I have Alabama in the championship, so relax. You have them winning. Dan, do I have them winning? Uh, I do believe so, yes. Yes, I have okay. them winning. Yeah. Fair enough, then. Um, let's see. 
Uh, it's, you know when you accept an award like the Grammys or the Oscars and they start playing the music in the background? Get <laughs> <laughs> that for Peyton as he ponders his questions? We ain't at that, we ain't at that point yet. You, uh, you kind of are. You've been say, quiet for a good 30 seconds. I was going to say something. Fan, we recording the podcast. You can't just be dead silent for like 45 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Always. Uh, I'm going to say... I'll see you guys next time. I don't even know when the heck that's going to be. See you, boss. If you're graduating in December, goodbye. All right. <laughs> Enjoy your life. <laughs> and that's Peyton Gerard, folks. It's been a pleasure <laughs> talking, talking to my, my brother Gerard. Uh, he's got to get back to big big things down in North Carolina. Fortnite. Yeah, probably Fortnite. <laughs> Call of Duty. Every, every day on this man. That's big thing. David. Did my fault. Not Dave. Dave Steinwell texted me separately. Wanted to make sure we wanted to go with this next topic, and I am all for it. Wait. All right, hold on. Look, let's look, let's look, say this look, real fast. We're going off we're topic go, here. We're going in a rabbit hole. <laughs> so be prepared. This is not a topic we We're going off the road. Off we the don't rails. normally discuss this. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you're looking for any more good sports takes, this is not Fast topic. forward the final drive. Fast forward <laughs> a good 10 minutes because we're about to get real off the rails right now. All right. So let's just let everybody know what happened this past weekend. Oh, God. This weekend, <laughs> Dwight Howard was trending on Twitter. For all the wrong and then the worst part was none of it had to do with any NBA basketball related <laughs> situation. There was no rebounds, no block shots, no dunks that had to do with the situation. This was Dwight Howard's off the court moves, air quotes unknown moves in in, in uh in there. Oh, just Dwight Howard was accused. He and his team and his pastor were accused. Of and his pastor. Yes, his pastor. His pastor was a part of this too. Right? That was great part. His pastor and his team, his camp, were accused of trying to put hush money onto this woman for trying to keep their relationship with her and Dwight. Air quotes. Air quotes on her and Dwight. Woman. <laughs> they were. There was hush money involved. They were trying to silence her about their relationship. And more. And more. A lot more. David Miles, I'd like to get your take on the situation first. All right. What so, do you make of the allegations on both ooh. sides, and what do you make of things going forward? I will say this first and foremost: the, ser- the seriousness. First of all, the seriousness. I whatever whatever sexual preference anyone has is up to you. I will, you know, I will en- enjoy you. Do you? I do recommend uh, going on Twitter and looking up Dwight Howard if, for those who are listening, just to find out what's going on. Now, now when, when I when I like everybody else, you know, on Twitter and on and on this podcast, when I woke up the next morning, I saw Dwight Howard training number one on Twitter. I thought, well, he had a, he must have had a breakout game, you know, maybe a 30, 40 point game. I found out that I was very, very, very um. Very In- incorrect. <laughs> Mis- misinformed. Misinformed. And it, it sucks because the person who's in you know ahead of this whole thing is extorting him for the wrong reasons. I mean, yes, he yes, that's not you know what everybody thinks of him, but yet if he is you know was if he is into trans people, transgender, trans, transgender. Okay, or, I got, okay, I can't hear this no more. The, I'm, I'm, the person's I'm, not a transgender. He is a cisgendered man who is homosexual and wears wigs. Okay, thank He's you. He's not a her. It's a. Thank you. I can't hear you. All right, I, 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 I'm trying to be politically correct here because you know we are on the way, anyways, and I want people, you know, saying, oh well, they, you know. So with that being said, if you are homosexual and you want to put someone out there and expose them and extort them for them being homosexual, that's not right for the people who actually are and that's the life they live. You trying to extort someone instead of just saying, you know, just 
it's I, I don't I don't think the whole situation is right. I think it's morally wrong what they're doing, and it like Charlemagne says, it takes away from the cause of everybody else. Kev. Where do we want to go someone up before Kev? Because Kev stood up when we talked. When we go ahead, not, go ahead, not. Go, go ahead, Kev. There's a lot to unpack here. There really is. There's <laughs> too much. a lot to unpack here. <laughs> it's too much. Number one is to Dwight Howard. If you are guilty of said allegations, and this is, matter of fact, to all athletes, famous people, anyone who lives this life, I will not sit here and pretend to know what you are going through. But I feel like, isn't it easier to just come out and admit it? Like, if Dwight Howard just came out as gay, would we be talking about it right now? Not. Nah. Like, if the, the story is someone outed him. It's not Dwight Howard's gay. It's someone outed him for being gay. And this is what happened. Happened with Mr. C. Happened with uh, Playboy Cardi not too long ago. Happened with Bobby Valentino. It happens with a bunch. Not, not Bobby V. Yeah, they bro, call Bobby bro, This is like the fifth time of Bobby V. Oh. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> this happens with a lot of celebrities. Yeah, and you, I feel yeah, you hate like, to see it. You hate to see it. Since we quoted, since we're already quoting Uncle Charlotte, the quote of Charlemagne that just stays in my life all the time is live your truth so that nobody can use your truth against you. When Jason Collins came out as gay in the NBA, that was a story for like half a day. When Michael Sam came out as gay in the NBA, only reason why in the NFL, the only reason why that was a long story, because no one picked him up afterwards, except the Rams. He was there for like a week and a half. The larger story here is live your truth. And I will not force anyone to live their truth like Things names like Masai something, the dude who added Dwight Howard. I don't even want to say this bum dude's name. Because as a homosexual male, you know how difficult it is to come out the closet to anyone, to your parents, to your sister, to your brother, to your mom, to anybody. So you had the nerve to out this man in front of the world. A father of eight in front of the world. You're going to put him out there like that. Shame on you. Shame on you. And now that I'm done being mature. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, wait, 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 ladies and gentlemen, if your kids are in the car, pause Please, and come yeah. back when they are no longer in the car or with you. Kev, go. Dwight Howard is 6'11". <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Dwight Howard is 6'11". If that doesn't make this story significantly funnier to you, I don't know your sense of humor. Like, if this was like Nate Robinson, I was out here getting done like Todd's this. blushing. Jeez, jeez, We're geez. losing Todd. Like, oh. to me, that's the funny. The funniest part of the whole story was this man is 6'11 and like 250. So you know it's consensual. That's so you know it. So I'm just like... So we're back, and we're back to live your truth, fam. Like honestly, I don't care what any NBA players do in their bedroom. Whoever you get your Jill Scotts from is your business. Mm. Now for the rest, that of video was fantastic, by the way. And for the rest of us, honestly, I don't care what you do in your room. I love Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving can say I'm an asexual strawberry plant tomorrow. I'ma still rock that jersey proudly, cause it don't matter, cause he get buckets. That's all we care about. Your performance on the field. Dave, Dave, by the way, David just fell out of his chair. Todd has got his face in his shirt. Let's say We're not making light that Dwight Howard slept with another guy. That we're, we're Allegedly. 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 Yeah, but yet. But it, jokes it, you I feel like I haven't heard a lot. Right. Like, let's make that. Well, part. true. But yeah. I, I wanted to... I, I don't want it to come off as we're making fun of that fact. No. We don't care about that. Honestly, no one's it, even it's, mad at it. It's, it's this whole trying to deny this whole 
this whole situation is ridiculous. I read it Sunday morning, and it's the sort of thing where you're sipping your coffee or you're having your morning drinking. What the hell am I reading? Why am I wasting my time on a Sunday morning? I'm not going to lie. The first three things that came up when I clicked on it wasn't ESPN, Bleacher Report. It was memes. And it made it so much worse. It was the, it was the Atlanta meme. Oh, it was a meme with, with Pikachu with, that was shocked. It was just, it was just, it was pandemonium. See, that's the messed up part about social media. Don't show me the jokes first. Like, show <laughs> like me the story first. Like, give me I, a chance it, to form all the pain before took, I laugh. It took like, me a good thirty minutes to find out what actually happened. I just saw everybody's reactions to what happened, and it's it's sad that you know it's sad that it comes to the it comes to a point where everyone is making jokes about stuff, actually finding out the truth. Because as we go back to what Charlemagne said, no one cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. We really quote Charlemagne a lot. But still, it's my idol. Love that matter. But still, it's a matter of no one has actually found out the facts yet, and I don't think Howard you can say anything about it. Nope. So I mean, rather, I, I think for me, what really got me was when he had an apparent buttocks injury in 2010 <laughs> while playing with the Magic. He has a buttocks injury now. That's what yes. now. Right now. Yes. yes. That's literally what he missed like, the first 15 so, games. So. It's just, it, it, the fact that he's not living his truth, as Kev says, is making it – you're allowing everybody to speculate on their own behalf because you're not speaking up. So that's what gets me is that everybody's making the jokes. And Dwight Howard needs to just come out, own it, put it to bed. And, and I said that and I'm this, immediately regretting is, that phrasing. <laughs> if this is true, he has to. <laughs> I immediately regret the phrasing of oh, that yeah. It's the puns. Oh, but Dave. he needs – he needs to. He needs to make. He needs to come out and set the record. <laughs> all right, straight. here we go, Dave. Yeah, all right. He needs to just re- set the record straight yeah. and, and let the story die. Woo! Is there anything else bizarre that we need to talk so, about? Thank so, you guys for so, thank you guys for tuning back in. So I uh, last night. My, oh yes, yes, my, yes. My, my, my story. That my brothers. Um. So last night, my roommate and I. He was like, "Yo, you trying to get some food?" I was like, "Sure, why not?" And we was trying to get some pizza. It was about ten thirty at night. Papa John's clothes already in it. You know how I thought Papa John's, you know what I'm saying? Even with the whole controversy sometime, I didn't care. I was still loyal to my, my Papa John's. I'm provider. sorry to hear that you like mediocre pizza and racism, Dan. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. But now I have a reason to be a fan. I'm only Papa John's. So, was like, ah, Domino's up until 12. Bet. Let me order online. 50% off. I'm with it. Order the Domino's at 10.45. Let me just get my receipts up just to make sure, I, to make sure I'm clear here, gentlemen. That sound effect is nuts. <laughs> 10.45 on the dot last night. Dave can confirm. 10.45. You see the details. Ordered a Papa John's pizza. I mean, a Domino's pizza and a, and a cinnamon bread twist. It gets 11, 11.30. Mind you, on my email, it says delivery times 48 to 58 minutes. So I'm like, bet. It's going to be here by like 11.45. You're going to want a pizza at 48 bet. minutes? Look, at this point, I was in my room. It was cold. It was bricks outside. I walked outside. Wind smacked me in the face. <laughs> I said I'm cool. So so did the Giants. <laughs> so I was, I'm waiting, waiting. Domino's ain't, ain't call my phone yet. They ain't outside yet. It gets to like 11:30. I'm like, let me let me call these people just to figure out what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Get on the phone with the man. He said they had only two drivers right now. So look, you're gonna have to wait a little longer. I said, well, can I come get the pizza? Like, is it already out? He said, you you, you can come if you want. It's up to you. I was like, all right. At that point in time, I don't care. That's the first thing. Had to go and get my pizza after order and delivery. Upset. Fine. Get there. Get my pizza. It's been sitting on the rack for 15 minutes. It's kind of cold. Whatever. Bring it back to the crib. 
I'm hungry. Having this is five o'clock. Starving. You didn't get your reimbursement? We'll get there. We'll get there. Eating it two two pieces down. Me and my teammate just chilling, like, hey, look, this ain't that bad. It's whatever. Go back for the third slice. A motherfucking roach crawled out from the last slice no. of pizza. Fuck no, baby. No. When I tell you, I was stunned, <laughs> dazed, aghast. I felt bamboozled, hoodwinked, and led astray. I was upset. You got ran amok. And ran amok. I was upset. My man was like, yo, kill it, kill it, kill it. I was like, all right, bet. Smashed it. Killed the roach. Are you sure you killed it? Yes. Threw it out. Smashed it. Blow was there, blow was there, and a napkin is fine. Roach is dead. Absolutely stunned that this transpired with the roach and the pizza. So, I was like, I'm a college student. Might as well put on Twitter. Might as well add Domino to the situation. Felt like that was the right thing to do. Added him, went to bed, woke up, like 30 retweets, 30, 30 favorites. I was like, oh, I bet, 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 bet. Hour, hour goes by me waking up. Domino's comments. We take this situation very seriously. If you'd like to DM us the information about this recurrence, we'd love to handle it for you. 2018, that's how it goes. Yeah, social media. Real, real big key. So, Domino's is telling me or asking me what store it was, what's the address, what's the store number, phone number. Give them all the stuff. They're like, all right, we're going to send you an email here in an hour or so. Try and take care of the situation for you. Eight hours goes by. They just called me in the middle of the show to give me a $25, $25 free coupon to some pizza. I don't want your pizza no more. <laughs> That's beyond the point. I don't want your pizza no more. I'm done with y'all. You think a $25 pizza gonna, gonna save me from this situation? I saw an ant. I saw an ant this morning. I almost jumped out of my bed. I was so confused as to why there was other bugs going on. I thought the pizza box was round. Thought things were still popping off. Thought the roasting had babies in the crib. I was tripping. I was tripping last night. Tripping this morning. Domino's, me and you are no longer friends. We ain't on speaking terms no more. If I see you, I'm slapping the shit out you. <laughs> Simply put. Now, before you said that, I was just getting ready to say, now you could probably sue him and get a lot of money, but now you're threatening to slap niggas. Like, you can't just Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I, you I, blew I, that. You, you I, I'm off the whole situation. I'm done, done with Domino's. I'm off. Yeah, bro. Like, that's bad. All right, bro. You best not want your tuition paid off. <laughs> you must not. <laughs> I already graduated. I'm cool. I'm cool. Deshaun Jackson at the one, Monday Night Football. Just let it go. Just drop the ball by. Drop the bag off. Got the bag and fumbled. So that was my evening last night, brothers. I'm 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 all I'm off Domino's. I'm off it. Dan, I'm I'm you know I'm sorry you had to go through that obviously traumatic experience. Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry. Your 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 prayers and well wishes are appreciated. I don't know how we're. It's kind of funny though. From the outset, of course, you know. you're a little close to the situation. <laughs> a little. He's real, he real close. Almost <laughs> put that pizza in my mouth. Had a roach. Oh. Can you imagine if I ate? The, can you imagine if I ate the pizza with the roach on it? Yeah, I mean, you, even know. you ate a slice. The exactly. roach. You ain't no. Slice, he ate bro. two slices. That's even worse. You ate two <laughs> slices, right? The roach was on the slice, bro. It's too late. Like, I, okay. I have used the bathroom today, so I am still working as a functional human being right now. I'm okay. Yeah. It's not the sort of thing like the roach just hit under one slice of pizza too. You know, he traveled around. In in the circle and probably got to other pieces. So more than likely, you ate a piece of pizza or two pieces of pizza that the roach probably did walk by. You think the roach is an eagle smith? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is. One hundred percent. I hope so. I hope so. I, I hope he's hope he's enjoying his life in heaven right now. Cause he's dead. <laughs> you think he, he or the she got a winning record? I, I 
I do wonder about like different things and like and, and having like. Do we still watch sports up in heaven? Is that do we, do we still like go to church? And, Patriots, I feel like Patriots it's football. I feel like it's football without the concussions in heaven. Like it's just. It's, 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 tack- it's, tack- it's tackles, but lightly. You know, hey, I'm gonna take you down right here. No, 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 no. You get, no, you get it rocked. You can get right back up. Cause you're already in heaven. There's not much more you can go. No injuries. No, I'm saying no one. No, 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 no ACLs. You know. No ankles. But I feel like in heaven, everybody's like, feel like all their powers are like heightened. So like, you're dealing with a bunch of Patrick Mahomes out there and a bunch. How do you get from and, a roach in your beard? Football. <laughs> 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 like, 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 Good you, podcasting, Todd. Yes. Good I, I, I feel like you got Todd girls on every team. You got Jimmy Graham's and Zach Ertz playing tight end for everybody. Like. Does anybody have a final drive, or should we just should we just end it? Jimmy Graham's thumb is okay, though. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Making sure. All right. Who has a final? Who has a final drive? That wants to try to bring this show to a close. I'll I'll bring it back to a sports to a sports angle here. Kev, do you have one? Nah, we talk about mine. Todd. Yeah. Yeah. I always can come up. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right. Go ahead, Todd. Dave, I'm going to talk about our Baltimore Ravens and uh, that that position we call quarterback. I'm not going to make this final drive. Is somebody time me, by the way? Nah, go ahead. No, All right, go. We're All right, this isn't – I'm not going to make this about the quarterback controversy because as Dave stated in the beginning of the show, Lamar is starting this week. Joe hasn't been cleared yet. So what I'm going to say is the people that jumped right on – the well, I was about to say week one, Lamar's first start that he made against the Cincinnati Bengals and just ripping everything apart, right? Just just remember, this guy, I have a unique perspective, I would say, seeing him for the two and a half years-ish that he was our quarterback at Louisville and won a Heisman. I was extremely lucky to see that. Even though Louisville football wasn't good, he was incredible. All I'm saying is Ravens fans. I've been a diehard Ravens fan forever, and then I went to Louisville and I saw Lamar Jackson. I think, in my uh, non-biased opinion, right, Dave, I feel that Lamar Jackson will be a very good quarterback in this league. As far as a couple early mistakes, interceptions, it's things that happen with rookies. But honestly, as much, you know, I've been a Flacco fan forever, but with what we were seeing before – Lamar adds an electric quality to the offense. They went from running for like 60, 70 yards a game to like 220. It adds another dimension. He's exciting. I'm not getting into the whole quarterback controversy because I really do like both guys. And Joe has obviously brought us a lot of success, not a lot lately. And Lamar is a new exciting guy who I am very much a fan of. All I'm saying is Ravens fans who are already picking apart Lamar's game, are you kidding me? So what we've seen since 2012, what we've seen since 2012, you're going to pick apart a Heisman winner who runs a 4-3, can sling the ball 75 yards down the field. Yes, he can. Just look it up. This guy is an insanely talented athlete. He has the arm strength. And, of course, he's going to throw some picks. Of course, he's going to be a little inaccurate. He's a rookie QB. Most rookie QBs, are, pretty much all rookie QBs are. Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie year. And no, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying, went on to have a great career. So all I'm saying is stop getting on Lamar right away. He is tremendously gifted, and he will only get better as the future quarterback for my Baltimore Ravens. I loved how you saved it for the end so that <laughs> a certain somebody couldn't answer you. I love it. 
Well, we agreed in the sorry, beginning sorry, of the show sorry, that we Dave. were going to lay the quarterback controversy off. <laughs> I'm going to say one thing, and it is you not, can't you can't respond no, to the final it's drop. It's not. It's not a but rebuttal. I guess when you're the host of the show, you can it's do not that. a rebuttal. <laughs> so, so go ahead. I, I I was a little harsh on Lamar in start one. I, I'll give him that. I was more objective when I watched him in, in game two. There's a there's a there there's a lot to build on. But my feeling right now is if you're trying to go to the postseason, I'm not sure. And I, I shared something on Twitter to that that you can't fully bash Lamar Jackson and say that he isn't ready and that he's gonna be a bust. But you also can't tell me that right now he is going to be a stud. He's a, he's a work in yeah. progress, mm-hmm. and my only feeling with it right now is if you're trying to go to the postseason, as much as Joe has not played very well lately, Joe gives you the more balanced offense right now and the best chance if you get down to get you back in the game. I think Lamar can get there, but I don't think Lamar is there now. If you're playing for the future, Lamar Jackson stays a quarterback when Joe Flacco comes back. But if you're trying to make the postseason, I think Joe Flacco needs to start. And I'm not saying that Lamar doesn't play, but I'm saying Joe's arm gives you the most balanced offense right now. And and I know we're going to debate this in the going for near future, but that's just my feeling. I think there's a lot to build on with Lamar Jackson. I just I'm not confident fully yet. If you guys understand what I'm saying, I'm not putting all my chips there yet. It's not. It's still like clay. You got to mold it. It's right. not fully molded. Two quick things. I hope that was your final draft. No. You get, get rebuttal. No, just real quick. We're already rebuttaling. Do you point. still have chips on the Joe Flacco table though? Only in the passing game. That I mean, that's. I mean, he's a quarterback. <laughs> well, but but only because only because right now I think the passing game is more dynamic with Joe Flacco than Lamar Jackson because. I, I, part of that is on the coaching staff, but I think right now Joe Flacco's arm can get you back right, from we, down. We to said schools. we weren't going to get in a full-fledged debate. Clearly, we are both, and I think Kev too, and from the looks of Dan's facial expressions over the last eh, 60 or so seconds, <laughs> Dan is also. But I completely understand what you're saying. Joe is included to play. Lamar is starting. Let's pick it up when it's more relevant. Final drive. I hope, uh, that, I hope that was your final drive. Uh, let me do my final drive real right, fast because this is – I am sick and tired of watching college football when we bring up Ohio State and we want to play this redemption tour for Urban Myers. Please stop with this redemption tour bullshit that I had to sit through Saturday morning on college game day and that I had to listen to Gus Johnson, who is not a bad commentator, after hearing what he said for three hours. It is ab nauseum. Urban Meyer did, has done nothing. Nothing to deserve a redemption tour. This man continually dug himself a hole. This is not unforeseen circumstances. This is not circumstances that were out of his hand that led him into this situation, led him to being suspended for three games. Folks, Urban Meyer did this to himself. Stop with this nonsense bullshit that this is some redemption tour for Urban Myers and that I'm supposed to feel pity on a man that knew what was going on and didn't do anything about it. 
for years and still won't admit to it. Don't feed me that I'm supposed to feel sorry that he gets fucking headaches on the sideline. Boo fucking who? Maybe you don't do this in the first place. Maybe you be a goddamn man and own up when someone on your staff is misbehaving and you handle it. Urban Meyer didn't. Urban Meyer deserves everything that happens. Stop feeding me with this bullshit of a redemption tour. I, I gotta follow that. <laughs> of course you do. All right, all right, uh, all right. So <laughs> this is a message to front offices around the world, and especially in the sports world. The quarterback position is one you cannot miss on. Good quarterbacks keep coaches in business a lot longer than the bad quarterbacks do, and the bad quarterbacks get people fired. We just saw the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive coordinator get fired for things that I believe were out of his control. He was dealt with a bad product and a bad quarterback, and he was the one that they decided to be the scapegoat. And I'll flip the coin for you. Look in Seattle. Pete Carroll was on his last legs. He's got a guy in Russell Wilson who's a no-nonsense quarterback, does his job day in and day out, and gives him the best chance to win. And look at them on the brink of getting a wild-card berth in a year people would believe that they were rebuilding. As front offices, dealing with Baltimore and different teams that will be looking for quarterback this offseason, I believe Miami will be in that discussion and maybe even Washington. You cannot miss in the quarterback position because it is the most key ingredient to building a winning product on the field on Sundays. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happened. It's finally happened. The process is close to getting completed. You know, this summer, this, this summer <laughs> we, wanted to, we went to pick up LeBron. We didn't get it. And, you know, we went to L.A., but I'll take Jimmy Butler as a consolation prize to trade. Since then, you gotta look at the teams that we that we've been. Yeah, they're not that good, but look at the team. Look at us playing as a team too. I find the team. This man has hit two two crucial buzzer beaters. This man is honestly what I've been begging the Sixers to get for years. I say you need an experienced guard, as I said earlier. We finally got that. We got a guy who's leading, if not pushing these young pups we got on this team harder. God damn it, it feels nice to finally say we want smoke with everybody. God damn it. I love it. We're right now in the second spot behind Toronto, which is respectable. Toronto's got Kawhi. We're third in the East. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sixers to get their shit together and make a fucking run. I'm not saying we're going to the finals. That's a little bit of a stretch for this year. But ladies and gentlemen, it's fucking time. And that's going to do it for us on this on this double <laughs> this double you ain't said that I was going to <laughs> That's going to do it for this opening kickoff podcast. We have officially lost it. We'll be back next week and for the entire winter we will still be with you weekly for Kevin Pierce. Here. For Todd Michelson. Go Cards. For David Miles. TTP. For Dan Williams. Your boy. I'm David Stonewell. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.